1: Have a sports podcast. Do. Hey everyone, welcome to Waypoint's uh, new sports podcast uh, and sports adjacent podcast that sets out to disprove the notion that people with lives dedicated to pixels jumping across the screen can't also be unhealthily interested in what nerds condescendingly refer to as sports ball uh, every Super Bowl. This week, as you already know if you're watching this on twitch.tv slash Waypoint, uh, we're joined by Nextlanders next lander's Alex Navarro. Hi, Hi Alex. Thanks for uh, having me. But unfortunately, Rob, I start off every episode oh, with boy. the same question. Are the bears back?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'll be honest. I'm having trouble
2: Watching figuring out what
3: I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. But like to me, it feels like the bears are lost, actually, in a way that I have rarely seen. Mm-hmm. In my, mind you, crucial caveat, I skipped the John Fox years. I tuned those out. Mm-hmm. They didn't happen. But Right. Just, I don't, like, what happened those years? Who, nobody knows. Uh, I don't mean, think John Fox knew, which I think was part of the issue. <laughs> I'm not sure John Fox knew where he is right now. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm not sure he knew where he was. Uh, but, I, yes, I will say at this point in the season, we're a long way from our first episode where we, you know, we did <coughs> oh on this. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, We
1: ran through the schedule. I was like, W. And that's random we didn't, it's not like we gave them ten wins, but I think we got to, like, seven or eight. And I think to, we, might we got
3: not, them to nine, bro. <laughs> All right.
1: And I think we might not get past the two that we have. Oh boy! So the thing that is so interesting about watching this team right now uh, is that is, the word you want to use. Well, because usually when a team is in clear tank and rebuild mode, where mm-hmm. you're you're you've gotten rid of expensive contracts, you're taking out a bunch of dead money, and you're just waiting to have a high draft pick the next year, you don't normally have a young quarterback being dragged through that process. They are usually the result of the beginning of that process. And so having a team that is purposely awful to ensure a draft pick is not usually assigned then probably the best quarterback prospect the Chicago Bears has, have ever had, regardless of whether Justin Fields In my
4: lifetime, out. absolutely. Yes.
1: yes. Whether, whether tur- he turns out to be a, a, a decent quarterback on the Bears or maybe, thank God, somewhere else. It is rare to watch a team set someone up purposely for failure because that is the point so they can get to the other side. Uh, and that makes watching him get the shit beat out of him every single week, not knowing, is he good? Is he bad? Is the team bad? Well, I know the team's bad. Yeah. But you th- that you can't separate, is this person – because, look, so many quarterbacks bust. You go through the first-round draft picks of quarterbacks yep. in the last 10 years. More often than not, they turn into, if they're lucky, a backup quarterback, or they flame out entirely. And that's more often than not. We've been spoiled the last couple of years with – Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, although Josh Allen is very easy to forget, was considered a bust for his first two years until he took, like, a wild leap. the quarterbacks don't yeah. do. So, I don't know. It just makes it – it's different in, uh, in the past when the Bears are bad or rebuilding or a team is bad and rebuilding. You can fully tune them out because there's nothing to watch or it's just background noise. It's weird where I still want to watch this team because I want to see this player to see what they can and cannot do, and yet everything around them is clearly – like CFL right.
3: talent, <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing that I'm finding tough to watch, and I'm sure like you watching as someone without investment in this, they're just tough games to watch because it's not very good. Yeah. Uh, which oh, they're... I'm a sicko is the thing. I watch bad football. Did you also and I like the unplug... dog shit Thursday night game? Yeah. Two weeks ago, that was uh, legendary. The, the, yes. The, the, yeah. Uh, yes. But the thing that I'm finding like increasingly tough to watch about what's going on with Justin Fields is that guy is a competitor and he's an incredible athlete, and you see flashes of like real greatness there. Yep. And I don't know if they're like, they're not pocket passer like making like the reads uh, like greatness. Um, I think that's still very much a, a tool set that's to be proven, but the thing I do not like to see is this dude wants to be winning, wants to be winning now, and he is instead like physically getting like the shit knocked out of him, and his team is losing one heartbreaker after another. Like is yes. the weird thing is, as bad as the Bears are, and they are bad, It is the nature of the types of teams they're playing, which are also a lot of mediocre teams. The Bears would like, with a few lucky bounces, are probably a five and one team or a four and two team, and that's the sort of like it's these low scoring games where like Justin Fields is getting beat up and also seems to be like getting just enough. Yes, but also having a lot of moments where he comes up short, and I'm like, I don't know what this does because it's such a psychological position, the quarterback position. I don't know what this does, right. to have someone be at this deep end of the pool and the pool is filled with like flotsam. I,
1: I mean, the, the most recent game, the, the, uh, he had uh, got a yoga instructor to help him with his breathing and they panned over after a particularly bad- I was about to bring this up. Th- right, like three and out, or it was one of like, against the, the commanders they had multiple times where they're literally in, within the, the end zone by five yards and they would cut to him when it didn't work out and he is clearly going through like, meaningful breathing techniques mm-hmm. and it's, like, Easy to joke about, but like I think speaks to Rob what is Rob is illustrating is like watching a, literally did. watching a person sort of like lose their mind yeah. while they are trying to like play the most violent sport, the most like psychologically demanding sport for an individual player um, that is still a team sport.
4: I genuinely think that shot of him doing the like breathing techniques on the sideline and al michaels joking about how he's a vegan and like you're in chicago eat a porterhouse or something (laughs) it's just like is the perfect tragic illustration of why justin fields is in the worst possible place in nfl football right now yes i look i i take no pleasure in the misery of the bears they are not a franchise i have any real animus toward but what animus I do have has been the fact that they have just been dog shit boring for years. Yes. Years and years. Yep. Even when they were successful, they were one of the most boring teams to watch in all of NFL football. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to bring in a, a person like Justin Fields, who is a very, you know, in college was an extremely exciting player and has shown flashes of that, and then surround him with a running back and no one else <laughs> Yeah, is one of the most miserable things I have bore witness to in recent NFL football. And there's been a lot of miserable mm-hmm. things in mm-hmm. recent NFL football. There are like five good teams in all of the NFL right now. And they're all in the AFC. Yeah. None
1: of <laughs> other them are than, playing... Other than Austin Walker's Eagles, who yeah. may
4: be slightly fraudulent, but are legitimately good. Well, I mean, the fact that they're in a division where they are 6-0, but the teams below them are 5-1 and and 4 and. T- or, uh, four and two, right? I think so, yes. And it's the Cowboys and the Giants. Yes. That's how you know the fraud detection is going off. <laughs> because if the Giants are five and one, and I'm not saying the Giants have been awful. Like, they've they've been, been interesting. They've been interesting enough to watch, but like they're not doing anything that is like exciting or unusual or like b- above competent, really. It's just that they are doing more competent things than other teams are. And... That's the best you're gonna get from a lot of that division is yeah. raging competence. <laughs>
1: uh so that's where we're at, Rob. Uh we probably won't do it this week. Maybe on the next podcast, we're gonna have to do that reevaluation of the schedule. Yeah. Uh <clears throat> and it's gonna be a real sobering like look deep into the void. Yeah, time to start watching rugby instead of yeah. talking about football. But uh today I, I before we get into some other stuff, like there's some interesting NFL news about Daniel Snyder and stuff like that, and I, I wanna get into that, but. Uh, I don't know, like, Alex, when you
4: think about sports, what what is your relationship to, like, sports broadly? Where does it start? Mine is really weird. Like, I liked sports a lot as a younger kid. Uh, I kind of started with baseball. Playing, watching? I I did Little League Baseball. Uh, I did, uh, like, Boys and Girls Club basketball for a bunch of years when I was in, like, elementary school. Uh, My dad played basketball, like, in college. Not very well. I mean, play played for William & Mary, Mm -hmm. for God's sake. Like, that's not (laughs) much of anything. But... Uh, but he, was, you know, he, was, he he showed me the game, taught it to me, and I, I kind of enjoyed it. Um, and I kind of went for a long period where I just wasn't that interested in watching or paying attention to sports through most of my teenage years because I was too into like angry music and being <laughs> brooding and all that shit. So like sports kind of went off to the side. And then I got a job as a tester at Visual Concepts Oh, all right, uh, And they're, in, ma- they're making Madden at this point, or no? This is this is like two K. This okay. is this is back when they're doing oh, 2K. Is the NFL two K. The two K guys, yes. yeah. So yes. they were making yes. NFL. They were making NHL. Well, they, uh, Treyarch was making NHL, but they right. were testing it in house. Right. They made NBA, and so I worked on all those games for the two thousand three era. Right. The, yes, it's the two K 3 ones are the ones I all worked on. Okay. And I got that job through a friend, and I kind of bullshitted my way into it by saying, Yeah, I love sports. Uh, (laughs) And the thing is, I did play some sports video games, but I wasn't really, like, neck deep in it. And that year, I spent working there before they laid me off, as they did half the QA department at the end of every year. Uh, oh, as part of like the annual turnover? Like, we'll, yeah. hi- we'll hire you back when we need you? Well, all the games came out in October, so I guess we'll see you in February, maybe, if we uh, call you. It's fine, I understand that's the nature of the yeah, gig. You know, still. It was never like a, you're a promised a full-time thing. I, I, but that was also right before I went to go work at GameSpot, and I remember I told him, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I think I'm gonna get a job at GameSpot. And he was like, yeah, sure you fucking are. <laughs> uh, and then I got the call to come back, and I already accepted the job at GameSpot. Oh, really? And the guy on the phone was like, oh. It was the same Oh, you guy? were lying. Oh, that rolls. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, but so that year got me kind of paying attention to sports again. And so like, I worked on NHL, NBA, and NFL, and I really started watching and paying attention again because...
1: Was that part, like, I'm curious, like, how many, like, I have to imagine that people that work on sports games are interested in sports, but I feel like that's not necessarily the case. Like, did you get that sense there of, like, how much was, like, I fucking love sports, and I want to work on sports video games. But I feel like that may, that that overlap may not always be true.
4: I feel like all the QA leads were very big sports okay. people. Um, some of the like rank and file folks were not as much, but you know they were just there because it's a video game testing job, and it's in the North Bay, so you know it's 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 close by. And the only other game they had in the testing department at that time, because it was the only other game Sega had on the slate at that point, was the. 2002 Toe Jam and Earl game. <laughs> which I did not have to work on, thankfully. Um, but yeah, like most of the people there were at least interested enough. And that was also the, okay, so here's the dark secret about me, and it's not even really much of a secret mm-hmm. because there's literally footage of me wearing the jersey. Um, when I was a kid, I liked football, but I hated the Washington team, which was geographically the closest one to sure. um And that was even before I understood the degree of racism that was in the name. I just really did not care for them at all. Okay. Uh, You know, Southern Virginia, Carolina teams did not exist at that point. So I had nothing else to fall back on. And I was just trying to find a team to attach myself to. And somewhere along the way, I think I saw the stupid orange uniform and said, those look cool, and I got into the Patriots. Okay, so we, okay.
1: Rob and I were talking about this in which, because what we, like, on this podcast, we've talked a lot about, like, Rob and I both come from generational fandom, and yeah. which is itself connected to regional fandom. Um, and it's very interesting that you come from, like, I need to find, cause we've talked about what do you do when you want to find a team? Yeah. Like, how do you determine that? Like, what's the hierarchy? Like, do you, can you pick the best team? And so we, we were talking about some of this before you came on, and I was like, you know, for some reason I associate Alex with the Patriots, but I cannot remember if that is he was a fan of them at some point or was just like, oh, right, he worked at, he worked at Harmonics." like he was in Boston, so he was just around a lot of shithead Boston sports people <laughs> all the time. And so I, I, I couldn't remember wh- where exactly that came together. So that is fascinating yeah. that eventually you came to that somewhat naturally. And I, and I
4: took a long break from football because the Patriots were terrible for most of the time that I was interested in them. That was like, you know, even like right before the Bledsoe era really okay. kicked off. And the thing that brought me back was that Super Bowl and that season where... Like, I did not go into, like, I, I a friend of mine was a huge football fan. He was like, you should watch the Patriots again. Like, this Tom Brady guy, he's something. And I'm like, yeah, right, okay, sure. And then, that's when,
1: that's when, like, they they signed Bledsoe to a huge contract. Yes. And then they, like, he got basically immediately, like, he gets hurt. Brady comes in, it's pretty good. And he's like, well, we're done with that, even though yeah. we just guaranteed him, like, $100 million. Yeah, and
4: he got traded. And, you know, that was, like, I, I liked Drew Bledsoe, but, like, in the end, obviously, they made the right decision. But... Yeah, so I watched that Brady season about starting about the halfway point and kind of watched the rest of it I was like, oh wow, there's actually something here. And this was obviously a long time before we kind of knew what the nature of the Patriots eventually would go on to be. <laughs> the cheating scandals, the MAGA shit, like all that stuff. And honestly, like that was the moment where I unplugged. When I saw the, the the MAGA hat in Brady's Locker and all that dumb stuff with like Trump reading Belichick's love letter and all okay, that stuff. So this was,
1: is where this is the last I remember like sincerely talking to you about yes. this is like
4: about when this stuff, this stuff was happening. I just said, you know what, I have no geographical ties to this. I don't have like a long history with this team. If these people are shitheads, then why do I fucking care? Honestly. Like I when I grew up in the Bay Area, I was aware of the 49ers. Mm-hmm. I kinda liked them, you know, I watched local baseball but just like i've moved around enough as a kid and as an adult that i never found like a geographical anchor team to hold on to and so i just kind of held on to some old <laughs> fandoms for a long time and then eventually those kind of dissipated and now i am like basically an itinerant fan mm-hmm. like i enjoy watching the games well less so these days but you know when when football is good i love watching football mm-hmm. when basketball is even middling i generally like watching basketball i got into hockey when i was testing and I kind of just never shook it loose, uh, and so I watch more hockey than probably is reasonable. Um, You know, baseball is the one that kind of never really came back, but I do watch it during the playoffs, at least, because that can be exciting. But yeah, like, I just, I I watch the teams I think are interesting, I follow them, I like the players that I think are interesting. Like, at this point, it's basically Mahomes, Allen, and uh, Lamar Jackson. Like, I will watch any of those three teams play at any point against any team. Everything else is just kind of background noise. That,
1: that's interesting, because I, I view everything through the lens of, like, it's... Well, we, what we find ourselves... Like, to relate this to the Bears, is, like, Rob and I, we find ourselves where this team is not interesting to watch. And so then it's like, are you watching it because you like the sport, or are you watching it because you are interested in what your team
3: is doing relative to the sport? Well, here's the thing. I'm not sure they're not interesting to watch. <laughs> The games... I am. <laughs> the games aren't fun. Uh-huh. I'll say that. But there are moments... Like, you know, the the flashes you see... from Like, it's weird. Like, you have a really exciting player at the center of that that we don't know what's going to be. It's, it's, it's weird, like, seeing... Something's tap- taking shape there. I hope it's good. I was it's not just going to be a huge missed opportunity. But, like, there are just enough flashes in the bears where I'm like, if this is a re- rebuild phase, there's some... What look like decent foundations when you tear tear the thing down, mm-hmm. uh, but it it does like, which is a different place than like if you want to talk about a team that I think is like deeply not interesting to watch to the point of like being unwatchable, it is the Denver Broncos right now, uh, a team that like clear like honestly like in some ways the the Broncos are in that. Um, You know, almost like Ryan Paul's mode of like, we're going to make a big swing and we're going to do something that's going to uh, shake up the league and like change our trajectory as a franchise. And I think it did, but not for the better. Uh,
1: The Bears gave a grandfather offer to the Seahawks last season in which they they were this close to acquiring Russell Wilson. And Russell Wilson wanted to come to the Bears and Pete Carroll and uh, John Schneider, I think was their GM, like
3: said, no, there is a world. That's us. That's us. And that would be the Bears being all the way back. <laughs> <sighs> so like, he- they went out and they did it. They got their marquee franchise star, and you get Russell Wilson, like, lobbing it, you know, five yards under. Yes. Yeah. I, here's,
4: <clears throat> I, I, I see where you're coming from, and I, I, I sort of agree with you, though I actually find the uh, dissolution of the Broncos Slightly more interesting than some of the other teams that are falling the fuck mm-hmm. apart. There's an interesting narrative to well, like is, how they're falling apart. There is because the whole thing ever since Peyton Manning limped out of there was we got to get a quarterback, and they've tried multiple times and tried a variety of extremely ineffective measures to get that to happen. From Simeon, Drew Locke. Yeah. Like, they tried all this shit and none of it worked. Like Teddy Bridgewater uh, as part of like a fan his favorite, nine, nine favorite, different like Teddy I Bridgewater. Love Teddy yeah. Bridgewater,
1: like especially the way that guy's. Knees, like, died in the most.
4: I have nothing but love for that man, but, like, obviously it wasn't going to work there. And this was the first real. I mean, look, and I think there's a little bit of exposing Russell here as well, but it is also like, okay, you went out and got the best available big quarterback that was out there, that was trade bait, that was available, and you are doing literally the same shit you did with Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. You are doing nothing. And there is something truly fascinating Mm -hmm. about the fact that whatever is running through there that is messing up the whole system there, because it's not like they don't have receivers. It's not like they don't have a defense. They have all these pieces that should be good, unlike the Bears, who have two pieces (laughs) and 51 things that are just kind of hanging on for dear life. The Broncos should, by all accounts, be good, and they are flying in the face of reason by not being good. And that is interesting to me.
1: Well, and especially because the, the Broncos are this rare case where uh, it's hard to set, like, the coaches, like, Nathaniel Hackett is, like, by all objective measures, like, one of the worst coaches we have seen in a I long time. I love how much he sucks. Ex- well, exactly. And, that and like, it's interesting to watch, like, you know, now they're like Russell Wilson has been like a shoulder injury and a hamstring, and like that might all be true, right? Like, but all these yeah, players, he's in his
4: mid thirties, of course that's yeah, probably but all true. these
1: players are always playing with uh, unsaid injuries that like don't make it to the injury report because th- if they're not visible, we're not going to talk about it, right? Um, and 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 so you'll get to the end of the season and all sorts of players will be like, oh yeah, my leg was fucked up for six weeks or whatever. But it's so that that may be true, but you have a, a, a coach who is undeniably. Awful, dragging their team down with them. And so it makes every week, like, I will watch every Broncos game because I just don't know what's going to happen. That's uh,
4: sickos football right there.
1: And that Thursday night game uh, a couple weeks ago where the Broncos and the Colts were just dragging out just some of the ugliest football you have ever seen? Well, until the Bears oh, run on the next Thursday. A, talk <laughs> about a corpse playing <laughs> the quarterback position. Poor Matt Ryan. But then I, I like I had watched I'd watched an, an episode of TV with my wife was not watching the Thursday night game because I checked the score and was like, well, this seems deeply uninteresting. Mm-hmm. Like I just I'm not even going like put it on the iPad in the corner. Like I'm just not going to watch it. She goes to bed. All of a sudden I check in and then I like immediately like send a DM to Rob and Austin and like our like sports chat. I was just like, hey. Okay.
3: Well, because do you start seeing the tweets about nihilist Al Michaels? Yes. And like, I was like, uh, okay, <laughs> hold on. I need to see what's going on. Like, the, the announcers are losing their
1: mind watching the most boring, awful game imaginable. And then it stretches into
3: fucking overtime. overtime. And it was like, everyone was rooting for it. Overtime. <laughs> Whatever. Well, it because does that because, because Hackett s- fucks up again with clock management and play calling. And so you get Russell reenacting. The end of that Super Bowl, mm-hmm. uh, throwing that pick and the, the the e- pass yeah. play, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so like it had everything.
4: Yes, I'm just gonna say it though. Like as bad as that game was, and it was very bad. Like I was out of town last week, and I was up in a cabin, and we were watching a bunch of you know just like random horror movies and other mm-hmm. junk, and you know, we were having a nice time, like my, my partner was just like, yeah, no, whatever, like even the bad movies, like we watched the, the goddamn Rob Zombie Munsters movie, like that's. Is that? It's not good, but it's earnest. Okay. Yeah, that's how I would put it, it's like, it's, I, I appreciate the spirit of it, if nothing else. All right. But so yeah. we watched even that, and like, she's like, this is not good, but she didn't really complain. On Thursday, we kind of run out of movies. And I was like, you know what? I want to see what, what's going on with this uh, Bears Commanders game. We watched a little <laughs> of that. And she and and within about 20 minutes, she's like, why in the fuck are you watching this? Because it is you just are, futility writ degenerate. large. Yeah, this is pure degenerate football. There is nothing here. There is a sucking void at the 50-yard well, line kind of, of some, this game. There's
1: something beautiful about watching the some, people who are undeniably even at their worst, so so much more extraordinarily talented than you are.
4: And they're out there playing. I know you're not talking about Carson Wentz. No. Okay.
1: But I mean, but generally speaking, like, the, these people, as bad as you're watching, like, some of the, the worst athletes that end up playing in the NFL, they're they're, they're, under, they're more talented at this than you would ever be if you dedicated your whole life to it. Sure. And watching them forced to play it out poorly mm-hmm. over and over again until that timer hits zero, that's where, like, the true sicko mode like, yes. comes in. Is like... I just need—it's
4: well, it's like a car, it's the car crash syndrome. Like I just need to see it. Yeah. Like I just need to see where like this I would, ends up. I would argue that game was worse. In a way, like I, there were more points scored, there were actual touchdowns, but the absolute futility of what they were doing to Justin Fields throughout that game, the the just sheer ineptitude, like the a- backing ass words
3: into winning the Commanders did in mm-hmm, that game,
1: no. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was pathetic. But still to required
3: watch. a muffed uh, muffed kick, yes, recovered at like the two. Uh, otherwise, they still don't win that game, despite all the other stuff mm-hmm. that happens with the Bears, yes. like. They could not put together a drive longer than two yards.
4: No, it was pathetic. And yeah.
3: I, as someone who is a David
4: Montgomery owner in fantasy Football, <laughs> yeah. what the hell yeah. are you people doing? I mean, Sorry. he's like the only player there that's performing, Khalil, but still. Khalil
1: Herbert, their, their other running back they, they, they drafted a year or two ago, is pretty good, and he, he's taken a lot of touches yeah. from David Montgomery. Well, no, Montgomery.
4: It's, it's fine. Like, he's my second running back. It's okay. I'm for <laughs> I, I Fournette. It's okay, but still. Uh,
1: one thing I'm curious about is uh, not NFL-related, but you mm-hmm. mentioned that you, like, watch too much of the – of, of hockey. Yes. Uh, why, I guess? A, no, I, it's a valid question. I don't, I, like, despite the Blackhawks, well, all of their recent success was, like, deeply tainted, tainted. by a oh, very yeah.
4: toxic oh, yeah. and yeah. shitty organization that covered up some really bad shit. It's gotten so, so bad that CM Punk doesn't even tweet about them anymore. That's how <laughs> that's how rotten that whole thing well, is. Well, I,
1: I managed to emotionally dodge that by not just that being one of, like, in the hierarchy of sports that I follow for Chicago sports, just never really latched onto the Blackhawks whatsoever, even during... The run in which they were good for like
4: that decade, so I'm just curious, like what made it work for you on? I, for so hockey? I had never cared about hockey until I started working at 2K, and the the guy who was the lead tester there, his name was Hayden Roca, uh, was a huge hockey fan, like just dyed in the wool, like absolute sicko Sharks fan, and he had a really infectious like you know, love of the game and like willingness to sort of like kind of try and get other people into it, but not in an obnoxious way. Like in a really like, no man, I just want to show you what I love about this game. That's cool. And it was cool. Like and that's the thing. Like he got me into their fantasy hockey league, despite me not really knowing much about who was in hockey at the time, beyond the player ratings I was staring at every day. So you day. just do it you're basically auto drafting and just hoping for the best. I drafted Marty Brodeur first. It did not hurt me, is all I'll say. <laughs> but but that was what kind of got me into it. And Having no real regional association with any of it, I really just kind of started watching it for the enjoyment of the game. And that has always kind of stuck with me. I think regular season hockey is good, but I think playoff hockey is genuinely extremely exciting. And overtime playoff hockey, to quote John Boyce, uh, I'm I'm just going to paraphrase John Boyce, uh, it's like snorting a line of cocaine and then taking a rocket ship ride. Like That (laughs) shit is... Absolutely off the chain, and I I love it. Like I I think playoff hockey is one of my favorite sports to watch. Period.
1: Well, it sounds like you agreed with that. Right? Like, what is it like, for people that don't like we we broadly assume when people are listening to this, they might have a familiarity with sports, but like what's different about playoff hockey that is interesting?
3: Every other just about every other sport uh, seems to try to have some way to bring a tie match to some form of conclusion to speed up that conclusion. Hockey we'll just play the complete game until mm-hmm. someone wins the sudden death like game of hockey they're playing. Which means that like once you're in overtime hockey, especially if like it's a deciding game or or close to deciding, uh the notion that like we're in overtime and we will do as many overtime periods as it takes to arrive at an honest guy winner. No penalty no no penalty shots that like it's just gonna be the fluke of you know, how well the goalie's anticipating shot after I shot I guess I just shot. assumed it worked like
1: soccer at some point where... Works they, that way
3: in the regular season. They do, they, so so they which, do a brief... Yeah, the shootout, shootout is in the regular season. season. They do a four-on-four. Because on four, no one wants on to stick overtime. around for an exhibition game for, for, no. for three and yeah. a half hours. No. no. So, no. And the, and so this and is the similar players.
1: to, like, the most re- one of those uh, recent uh, playoff baseball games. I think it was during the... Uh, that the first round, the wild card stuff, where one of the games went to the eighteenth yeah, inning. Yeah, the Mariners. You en- and, you and, uh, entered, you uh, yeah. were sending messages about a, a true sickle mode watch. I was entered the eighteenth inning.
3: Yeah, and I mean and that like and here's the thing. Like I do think there is I, I think there's value in retaining that. I don't understand why baseball like wants to get away from like endless endless extra innings. Mm-hmm. Um and I can see we're like You know, as fun as funny as it is to hear about people getting out of a baseball game at, like, 3 in the morning sometimes, I can see where, like, you don't really necessarily want that to be a part of the regular season play. But I do love that a game leaves open the possibility, however remote, that, like, you know, theoretically, this need never end Mm -hmm. until we arrive at an actual winner playing the game by the same rules that we've established throughout. The thing I don't like about, like, it is to me like a thing that I always find so deflating. For instance, like when the World Cup rolls around, I briefly care for like a week about soccer. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it's like you're having a great match, and then it's like, well, we just can't seem to we can't seem to arrive at a winner. So it's penalty kick time, and to have like that all build up to this kind of like. Random wind generator mm-hmm. sucks. Whereas hockey, and also like the game changes in that it's in those physical extended...
1: exhaust like yeah. you, you train yourself for a specific period to be at some form of your a game, yeah. and then the notion of the extended period that is played by the same rules forces you to continue playing this past the point of normal physical yeah. exhaustion, which then introduces variables depending on how different players stack up. Like starts taking out certain players, certain you know uh, formations or whatever yeah. like that you can account for and i imagine that becomes really interesting over
4: time. well and so back in the day, you know, it used to be that uh, you know, overtime was decided with ties in hockey. like that was the thing was, you know, you do one overtime period and if nothing happened, you know, that was just a tie. and it is maybe one of the most uniquely uh, american solutions to say no, no one can ever just be as good as each other. <laughs> it is in fact and it is, it is an obscenity the idea that two teams could just say, well, we're both equally good, see you next time. Like, that is an impossibility in American sports. And because every time it happens in the NFL, you never stop hearing about, like, what an abomination it was that that game went to a tie.
1: Well, a tie or, like, they, this will be the first year, right, where they've changed the playoff rules where, uh, and this goes back to last year's Bill's Chiefs game in which uh, that that game, which was incredible, goes to overtime. The Chiefs win the coin flip. Mahomes yeah. goes down, scores a touchdown. Josh Allen sits on the sidelines the entire time, and you don't get a chance to respond. This year, I think they've changed that they to be do. more closer to a college format. Not quite adopting like the complete wildness of like college football like mm-hmm. overtime rules, um, where like what it's the second overtime in college football like you have to go for two on every touchdown. I think that I think that is the I case. Don't watch college sports. Okay, so I don't I watch. A lot. I don't watch. I think that's right. closer. But it's something like like it, yeah. They they start even though they're not playing by the same rules, they're asking people to do, like, stranger stuff as it goes along in order to justify the game keep going. And this will be the first year, I believe, with the playoffs where that won't happen. Where, like, if Mahomes gets it uh, at least... uh, uh, One time. One time, you get a chance to to respond. But I think that part is really... Because we were talking... We've got one of the baseball games going on in the background here. Like, this year is the first time that baseball... They've gone through a couple of years of experimentation of, like, what is it like for... The, the playoffs of this sport to modify over time. And, like, yeah. one of the big criticisms was of this year's was that, you know, you had a number of, like, re- not just big market teams that have the most to spend, but although there is a consistency there between the teams that lost early on. Yeah. Um, those teams also, because of their big market, have a lot of money, have better players, also won a lot more games, mm-hmm. and then managed to pretty much, like, across the board, <clears throat> like, not win out of the first
4: round. right. But my, my stance on all of this is just bring back ties in the regular season. Why not? Like, this shootout stuff, like, yes, it's kind of exciting, but it also feels like a really stupid way to win a game. And it's just like, no, just bring back, you know, ties. Like, every, each team gets one point. Because the NHL has that whole points system mm-hmm. where if you get a win, it's two points. And then if you get an overtime loss now, it's you one. still get one point, which, like, yeah. just fucking, you know, like, just do the one point thing. Like, yeah. there's no real reason to get rid of it other than Americans think ties are boring. And I'm just saying that like, what America thinks has never been less
3: meaningful. <laughs> well, I think there's also, I mean, here's the other here thing. I think baseball, ha- like, not baseball, uh, American sports in general has an obsession with the single elimination bracket tournament. Yes. That is so, but also, but is also up its own ass enough with the idea of like meritocracy mm-hmm. that it's like, we need obviously we need this format to figure out who the best team is and obviously this format reliably generates results that reward teams that are not the best like the, like american hatred ties and american hatred of anything that like smacks of a round robin uh-huh. are really two <laughs> things that like plunge our sports into a deep incoherence like baseball like like i like there are so many baseball games to have it all build up to and here you are in a bracket. Yep. It's like it is so like there's two different games of baseball that are played. There's the regular season that's played and then well good. Glad we did that 150 fucking times. None of it matters now. <laughs> Can you win three out of five? Honestly,
4: they should just move to G1 climax rules and just have every team on each in each division play each other once and whoever has the like the two top Points teams in the end, like go to the conference championship, and then it goes to the yeah. World Series. Like, yeah, neither of you knows what the G One Climax is. No. Why the fuck did I even say that? What? It's the New Japan Pro Wrestling big <laughs> tournament they do every year, but it's round robin style. Yeah, there's two blocks. And then every, wrestler I picked, I picked in each you block. up at the very
3: end, yeah. where it's just like, yeah, okay, so we, yeah, he's getting here now. I, the, <laughs> I see. <laughs> I, yeah, I did one of
1: those. I heard, but, I heard wrestling you. and I was like, you know what? All right, that's the that's the ringing of the bell. Everyone but here's gets the a thing: beer. the
4: reason the G1 climax I rules. Love, I love that you screaming at the G1 going. Going. climax sounds inappropriate, and I was <laughs> yeah. like, but the, here's what the thing: fuck the reason is he why the reason why the G1 climax absolutely rules is because you get these block two blocks of ten wrestlers who are usually like. The 10 best or 20 best people currently going in the entire Japanese, you know, like New Japan and some guests from Uh from overseas come in. And then they all have to wrestle each other over the series of weeks. So it's just like show after show after show. And like once they've all wrestled each other within that block, you know, like they, they have a ton of great matches and then, you know, like they have their big, you know, blow off at the end. And it's just really exciting because you're seeing incredibly talented people all
3: wrestling each other. I understand it's not real yeah. sports. I understand yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. predetermined. Right. But like, but the sheer, the like the sheer and velocity of it. Well, of and it and also, yeah. Hey, yeah, wrestling understands the value of like good bookings. And like, boy, it sucks when you're watching the playoffs and like it's clear there are not good bookings here because yes. the rules have created like a lot of unwatchable games that were like, boy, the stakes are really high. But also, if this team advances on uh, the fucking wild card round like people's windows are going like executives yeah. will be going out windows like it's like is that bad if this team if this team knocks off a good team with totally. a good market well i mean this is frankly Fox.
1: as good as the eagles are this year that's sort of what happened last year where like they had a pretty like an okay team managed because of the new 17 playoff format in the NFL because um, they wanted more games the eagles sneak in and just get fucking stomped by yeah. The, yeah. the bucks like it was embarrassing no fun for any... it was like the kind of like can we just mercy rule this? Like, yeah. n- literally, nobody wants to play this game anymore. The Eagles players are learning. It's not where they say, like, "Well, you got some real
4: postseason experience." Like,
1: no, no, no you didn't. Like, you just got Im- you, you got, got a got thing you're going to
4: talk to your therapist about right, after this, right. and that's about but everyone it. just
1: wants to go home. And yeah. that's that's as uh, some of it's format. Some of it is like, especially in the NFL case, just wanted to make more money. It's like, yeah. well, playoffs just that's another ad bracket. Like, and, and they just put more teams in there, and it's like, well, yeah, but like, especially like this season in the NFL, we're like. Offense because of, which they're largely attributing to what they call the cover two shell, which is a defensive format in which you have, the, the safeties in the, in the cornerbacks create a shell. And it's like, we're just not going to let you throw the ball deep mm-hmm. unless there's busted coverage. You're going to have to dink, dunk, work your way down the field, five yards, seven yards, 12 yards. And for these incredible quarterbacks were used to being like I'm going to fucking rip it. Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out they can't. They get impatient. They rip it and like it's, you know, it doesn't go anywhere. Um, and so and there's like three quarterbacks that have figured out how to work around that and just about no of, one else has. Sort of, but even even them I'm, I believe I saw this, the stat was like NFL points are down 5 points on average across the board and even like the most recent like Bills Chiefs game while good was like well under like the gambling under mm-hmm. because like this defensive technique is working even on. They, I mean, they can they can bust it. They can poke a hole in it. Yeah. But like broadly, it is essentially like depressing offense, which is funny given that the NFL specifically has spent like the last ten years being like, well, in the name of player safety, you can't touch the quarterback, especially the ones that are on TV, because we're just going to keep giving them yards and and offense require is is a better it is is yeah. actually a better entertainment product, and like that's where like the rub of like. Well, what is entertaining in theory and makes more money runs into you know the the sport itself or whatever we consider the
4: canonical yeah. roles but like you know i I was just on the on the subject of like the tournament bracket stuff, like I I, I saw that article that was going around earlier this week, the, the L A Times thing where they were talking about how like they should have just let the Dodgers go into the, you know, into the World Series because I mean look how many games they won, and that's whiny some, re- some real Boston energy yeah. in, in that defense, and like that's whiny horseshit, and I you know I don't take any of that seriously, but there is one nugget of a point in there, which is the idea that yes, this current wildcard setup that they have. I don't think is really the answer. But if you had a thing where the Dodgers had to play every other playoff team in in their, you know, in their conference at least once and then whoever had, you know, and see how they fare. If they lost to every other team You don't get to write that article because it doesn't matter what you won in the regular season because every other playoff team just spanked you. (laughs) But if you lose, like, you know, what is it, two or three games Mm -hmm. to this, you know, random wildcard team, I agree. There's, like, a little bit of a disconnect there, especially for the fan base. I just don't think baseball is ever going to solve that because baseball is kind of an unsolvable problem. There's too many games. Most of those games don't matter. It's slow and not particularly dynamic by nature. Until the playoffs kick off, and even it's really kind of deep into the playoffs before anything really, like, now is the time when baseball gets interesting. Well, because it gets cold, right? Like, baseball is, like, broadly
1: played when it's pretty warm. It's, like, delightful to watch an extremely cold crowd with extremely cold players where you can see, like, the weather having an impact on, like, their ability to, like, grip a ball, throw a ball. And it's, you know, dead silent or extremely loud. And, like, there is something about that that makes – the dru- like that's the like baseball at its best, which I think is why most people turn into the playoffs because you get to see the drama heightened no. to yes. a degree that unless you have fandom with a team, is really hard to cap. Like I think baseball is like b- far and away one of the most like without personal investment, boring sports to watch when it's like the regular season. Yeah, especially for how many games there are too. It's part of what I love about football is like, well now they're seventeen, but sixteen. It's like every game has narrative import. To yes. like what is happening in the season, and it's small, and because of that, I can understand the relationships between every team that is going on, which is harder to do in other sports that have more games, uh, you know, played throughout a season. Yeah. Uh, one thing we were, uh, I'm curious about. This relates to your NHL, NHL stuff. Is that did you ever latch on? Because we we're talking about one of the topics I wanted to bring up was like with the the, the MLB postseason starting, like how do you latch onto a team? Like mm-hmm. do you just watch the sport or do you find like a team to sort of root for and like have an invested interest in if you don't have your particular team in it? Right. Did that ever happen with the NHL? Like did you find a team that just sort of spoke to yeah. you? Yeah,
4: yeah. It ended up being the Devils. Okay.
3: It's, it's Interesting. S- Satan.
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that was kind of, it well, was like, oh, as that's, as that. that's
3: a real corny Satan they got there. Oh, yeah, the Jersey, no, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. a, it's the Jersey Devil. Like, yeah, it's, 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 yeah. more of,
4: it's more of like a, a minor of Like one, one of cut
3: above the Noid, really. Yeah. Like. No,
4: but <laughs> oh, oh it honestly was, was I remember I I, I drafted Marty Burdur only because, uh, you know, I was like, I had the Devils. And also he had a high rating in, in 2K3. And I was just like, well, I guess since I have him on this team, I guess I'll watch their games or whatever. And I actually found them, like, kind of fun to watch. And I kind of latched onto it in a way that was a little more sincere than just, uh, you know, liking the aesthetic or whatever. And Marty Berdura is one of the greatest goaltenders of all time. And, like, he is, you know, he is his staunch goaltender. And for the years that he was playing that I was watching, like, that made that team interesting to watch me. They've not been good in some years but I do still watch them when they're on, on the television. The problem is that mostly I get Islanders and Rangers games, and while they are better teams, I just don't care that much about
2: them. <laughs>
4: but that's the thing, is that like I don't have a full <clears throat> latch. I think I like the Devils, shout out to Jeff Backlar. <laughs> um, I kind of like the Sharks just because I have friends who are Sharks fans. I have friends who are Kings fans, and that's great. Okay, I will never root. For, you know what, I'll never root against the Bruins because I ended up doing an installation when I was at Harmonix. I did like a pregame and like halftime thing with rock band there, and a few of the p- players came along and, pl- and hung out, and they were super nice. So I'll never root against them. But I've just never really latched on the Bruins at all. And every other team is not a place I've lived or have people, so I just don't care. Well, that reminds me. So what is Harmonix's relationship to the Patriots? There were a lot of Pats fans. Okay. Not, like, universally. And granted, this was back when there was, like, 350 people working there, so... uh, It's probably, you know, maybe the percentages have shifted somewhat. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, those are some Boston-ass Boston people. (laughs) The Harmonix, like, lifers, and the people who were, like, really the the main people there, those are Boston people. And all the trappings that come along with that. Um. All right.
1: Well, there, uh, there was you know, there's some news. I just wanted to update. We recently mm-hmm. talked about uh, the Brett Favre uh, stuff in, a, in a,
4: the previous podcast, and
1: what a uh, dick. Yeah, what a dick. Uh, which is true across, you know, the entirety of uh, Brett Favre. Well, no, except uh, for career. that one
4: part where it's actually not really what a dick.
1: Yeah, but I just <laughs> really enjoyed the the statement that he gave too. So, you know, obviously we talked on a previous <sighs> sports podcast about he was involved in essentially sort of like the smuggling of funds meant for. Uh, what was it specifically for? Well, for it was welfare, welfare, yeah. and then like it just pocketed for, you know, to help build a stadium yeah. and for uh, speeches that he that he never gave, and also went to all sorts of other people that were not Brett Favre, but he is the celebrity at the, the, you, the
4: center of that. Did you see the other? I mean, okay, this probably doesn't mean as much to you as no, it did. No, there was another name on there uh, that like the, uh, <clears throat> it's pro wrestler. Yeah. Million dollar man Ted Dibiase was in there. Right. That. Because he has a ministry now. He is a he is a okay. minister and has been for many years. All right. And apparently he was also wrapped up in that thing along with his his dipshit son, who had a brief wrestling career and then kind of flamed out. Jesus. Yeah. How, how quickly did he did he pivot to the to the church, he went to the church pretty quick after he retired, which was okay. in the '90s. Um, he did some managing in WCW, and then he kind of walked out in the late '90s. I think that's when he started the ministry, and I'm pretty sure it's one of those ministries, oh, was like,
1: gonna say, like, like prosperity gospel. Type yeah, yeah, I yeah. think so. Mm. Uh, so the forest, I just wanted to reread the, the quote because it's so funny. And of course, he released an exclusive statement to Fox News, uh, of all places. Uh, I've been unjustly smeared in the media. I've done nothing wrong, and it's time to set the record straight. No one ever told me, and I did not know, that funds designated for well or recipients were going to the university or me. Tried to help my alma mater, USM, a public Mississippi State University. That little line is clearly, like, written by some PR firm. Raise funds for a wellness center. My goal was and always will be to improve the athletics facilities at my university. State agencies provided the funds to Nancy News Charity, the Mississippi Community Education Center, which then gave the funds to the university, all with the full knowledge and approval of other state agencies, including the statewide Institute for Higher Learning, the Governor's Office, and the Attorney General's Office. I was told that the legal work to ensure that those funds could be accepted by the university was done by the state attorneys and state employees. Uh,
4: delightful. Just a real, a, real, a real piece of shit. He will never see any jail time. No. He will at most get a fine. And we will always remember this along with the dick pic, uh, mm-hmm. whenever his name comes around. But the and dick pic cannot... had been
1: long enough that I think people have forgotten it because that yes. happened at the tail end of his career. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm.
3: And and so, but he then it was actually his brief tenure at the Jets, and then he got kind of papered God, over by I that forgot great that season with the Vikings. The one great season with the Vikings. Yeah. Yes. So I think I think that I think that would have been sort of a legacy redefining moment, except that you know sports loves a winner he was a winner again for a year and it's like man how long can he keep going not much longer it turns out <laughs> i give it and then the yeah i give it it if he
4: manages to not fuck up again i give it like inside of a decade before they start trying to whitewash his reputation again in nfl stuff like they'll just start referencing him again and start talking about him, like oh the great Brett Favre. But I, here's the thing, he seems really fucking dumb.
1: I don't. I think he I, would just double down. Like this seems like a real like Papa John's situation. Like would I be think he's
4: com- gonna keep tripping over his bootcut jeans and fucking. Well, the moment fuck that you're again.
1: releasing your statement, not in like a notes app on Twitter, but yeah. it's, like no directly to Fox News. I'm going right to the source in order to let the people know. Uh, that this is all, you know. I'm not going to say it's a smear by the Jewish media,
4: but I'm going to say enough things that like yeah.
1: we can start putting those pieces together. I'm
4: going to give you enough like bait for you to assume that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, exactly. God.
1: Um, the the other big thing we were we were talking about this uh, ahead of the uh, recording. This was about all the so Daniel Snyder of the uh, <laughs> uh the the Washington Commanders, which at least we can say without feeling entirely uncomfortable as opposed to the... I wish they kept the Washington football team. I thought they they'd...
4: shouldn't have been allowed to have a new name. That should have been their punishment, is that you are now Washington football team, and maybe in 20 years, when you've
3: thought you thought about what you've done, right to get a new maybe name. we'll give you a dumb name. <laughs> uh, Actually, I did like... Because every time somebody said Washington football team, even though that was their official name after a point, it still felt like at that point it was everyone being like... Yep, you're such a disgrace. We are still just using your full middle and last name mm-hmm. to, like, deal with what you are. But, yeah. Uh, so, um, Daniel Snyder, they're, you know,
1: one of the, the all the billionaire owners uh, associated with the NFL, uh, uh, is is one that's been disliked, has been uh, just broadly disliked as a person for a long time, and then in the last couple of years been embroiled in a number of controversies related to, is if you just Google Daniel Snyder controversy, you'll find anything from like their cheerleading department, all sorts of untoward sexual harassment allegations, like real just toxic culture from uh, start to finish. And increasingly there has been this thought that, well, at some point, all these and there's ongoing congressional uh, investigations. He's, Several. He's uh, like dis- he's purposely disappearing, like on his yacht. People are like, tra- you know, tracking him on Twitter. Like when like subpoenas and things are being issued to folks in his organization. Just a real piece of shit that also puts out an enormously bad product. Like the like this is this is the the group that, you know, had Kirk Cousins for a number of years. You like that is like comes out
3: of out of this era, Rob. Well, no, what I'm saying, and this is where it is the. Like, routinely puts out a terrible product that we begin to get at what the league will lose patience with. Correct. And a bad product they will not lose patience with as long as people keep
1: showing up. Although I have read, especially in the post-cut, like, whatever you think of Kirk Cousins, who's, like, essentially, like, a pretty average quarterback unless he plays on, you know, Sunday night or Monday night. He, uh, like their ticket sales were decent. Now they're like non-existent. Uh, Like you could regularly show up to a game the day of and like get in there for essentially like pennies. Uh, And uh, as a result of these increased congressional inquiries and sort of a thought of like, well, what what is it? And this is like a broader thing that happens in sports. Like what does it take for an, uh, the only, there is no way to force out an owner of a sports team unless the other owners say, you should leave. Yeah. Like, there are there are not, like, automatic triggers or anything like that. There's no outside body. It has to be your fellow billionaires go, this is actually hurting our bottom line. Uh, how are we going to get, you know, how are we going to get rid of you? Um, and the most, this has been talked about with Snyder, but the most recent thing that sort of tips it into, well, shit, this might actually happen, was, like, frequently embarrassed
4: Indiana Colts uh, owner Jim Ursay. Oh, no, 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 no. He doesn't feel embarrassment. That man is incapable (laughs) of embarrassment. Jim Ursay is pure id, like wrought upon the people of Indiana.
0: the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.
1: And, well, I get, shoot, Kato, before I I move forward with this, we're about to hit 33, aren't we? Yeah. Can you, uh, can you, can you swap us over? At uh, 33, uh, after the hour, uh, we uh, have to play a song. People donate in some version of three, 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 and uh, we do that for a minute while we read their donations. Let's uh, do it. Uh, so, Kato was setting that up so we can do the final, the final one of the night. Uh, Kato was loaded. Kato, we're gonna let. I'm gonna let you play this. Oh yeah. You're gonna come over here. You loaded the songs. Yeah. You loaded some really interesting ones. I think you <laughs> should do the one. If you think... If, do you know what I'm saying? The one? It starts with one. Oh. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay, let pulled
1: up. Okay. Y'all keep talking. All right. All right. Uh, so, yes. Yeah, so we, we do this three... Uh, and this is where uh, we're, we're going to bump ourselves over 20000 That's what's going to happen here. Uh, we're really wonder- close. The wonderful people have donated 19846 and 14 cents to the National Network of Abortion Funds. It's been an awesome day so far. Lots of uh, great folks have been hanging out, watching us play. Oh, dear. Alex, do you know what we played earlier today? What did you play? A game reviewed, given a 7.5 by the great Ryan Davis, Outlaw Golf 2.
4: Oh, wow. Yeah, he loved those golf games. Yeah. Have you? As well he
3: should have, it turns (laughs) out. As well he should have.
4: I I have a vague recollection of the Outlaw golf games and what their whole thing was.
1: Deeply early 2000s. This one is uh, narrated or commentated by, uh, well, the first one was commentated by Steve Carell. We didn't play that one. Okay. Uh, The second one is uh, Dave Attell. If that tells you anything about the era <sighs> that this would be occurring in. Uh, All right. Okay. Cardo. That one. Hit you, us you unless you have, have another one, one you want to do. No, no, I'm just making. Oh, got no, a can great you sh- one. Uh, hold on. Where, where, do I just go to Tiltify? Yeah. You'll be able to pull okay. up. Uh, say point Patrick uh, here. Wait, what? Send you
4: a
2: link.
4: Okay. We didn't did we
1: play,
2: did you
4: play original original log golf on the first waypoint stream? Did that happen? Did we? There were a lot of games being played on 72
1: that 72 hours. The 72-hour one? Did yeah, we really play Outlaw have. Golf? You might Damn, have. Damn, well, that was six years ago. That was long yeah. enough to forget. That was something. also a different time. <laughs> it was a much different website. Uh, all right, hold on. I'm clicking on this thing. That yeah, Kado we were all owned. in a very different place back then, weren't what we? Is, you came out for that. I did. Oh, okay. And this was just, Oh, I see. Okay, this, will, this is going to refresh in real time. Okay. All right, Kato, get over here.
3: Oh, you're already Oh, wow, people are, people are pushing. You're I know. We're, we're so,
1: I, no, yep. they have not gotten us over okay.
4: 20000 uh, are. We no. are $3.33 away, and we will be until this song kicks up. <laughs> I can't read those donations
3: until Kato uh, comes no. over here. We just crashed out of the... Uh, I don't know what happened there, but
0: they'll hear it.
3: Okay. They'll hear it, they just won't see it. No, yeah,
0: they just
1: won't see it. That's fine. It's the end of the night. Kato said, Kato said fuck it. No, I respect All that. right.
3: Imagine tromboning. Um... Oh, we're not gonna be able to hear it. Put on I your headphones. Put on your headphones.
1: I've got them, they're right here. Oh, uh, I gotta get the cord. Oh, my cord's wrapped around. I hear it. All right, I'm not gonna be able to hear it. You Donate! Doing, uh, thank you to Chipmunk for donating $10. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, go on Waypoint Sports Podcast. I agree. Uh, Three thousand thirty-three cents from anonymous. Three thousand thirty-three cents from anonymous. Twelve dollars and forty-five cents from I do what I want. I will never donate a three. Thank you. A dollar for uh, thirteen thousand thirty-three cents from Alex Panther
3: There's no
4: audio on stream apparently. Wait, uh,
3: at all? Now <laughs> no, we're starting to cancel. So they can't hear it. anything. They can't hear anything. <laughs> they don't. Do they not hear us? No, they hear us. Okay. I don't think they hear the. Jay Harkins, why would you, no, audio is just why would you with hold the, the bone?
4: Oh, that's so good. They hear us. Just no music. Give me the bone. I demand the bone. You know, it is Give me the bone. There,
1: so. Also, I hear the you know, baseball. I hear the, the baseball. God, you're gonna get us.
4: God, you're gonna <laughs> get us. Kato, gonna <laughs> get us. <laughs>
1: They're gonna cancel
3: this. <laughs> So if we go, if we break $21,000... We don't have express written consent! <laughs> if we break $21,000, we'll bring back video. We'll bring back baseball. We'll bring back uh, trombones. There it is. Okay, here we go. All right.
1: They still can't see it, but you can hear it now?
3: What the yes, fuck? Yes, they can hear this. All right,
1: sophisticated pedals, $3.33. Go Celtics, Eleanor, $33.33. Riley, $3.30. Snow, $33.33 from Anonymous. Sir, $5,000. Sees gamers donating to SavePoint. Oh, I love that drive. The way they just clench his fist, save all those freaking points. Very good. $6.66 from Anonymous. Uh, at A, $133.33. Turning in late from down under 20k, let's go! That is Sephiroth and you can't see it and that sucks! Oh my god. That is a nasty Sephiroth. A Boo nasty. doo $6.66. Checking out the 3307. Tet Omega, $33.33, $33.30 $33. abortion rights or human rights. Yes, they are. Tully with $3.33. Rob, where did you get those shoes? Go, that's what he said earlier love it with $3.33. Alex is the greatest. Oh,
4: thank you. Pat
1: Bear, we love Pat Bear. $13.33, thank you, Pat. Pat says, wish I was in NYC to stop by. Remember when you all left me alone on stream? Did we do that to Pat? I apologize to you, Pat. That sounds bad. That's bad hosting. Anonymous, thirteen dollars 33 Snow, halation. Professor with $3.33, three. Morgan's fiance Jessica. Thanks for helping Morgan propose. I said yes. She doesn't hate us. <laughs> yeah. When did that. What was this? Did I miss this? You did
2: it. All right. You were welcome to the podcast.
1: I'm sorry. I was confused with the date night earlier tonight. I thought maybe I missed something there. Jessica. Great name. That's my daughter's name. Jessica's. They're good people. Uh. Pasta Pirate, what three dollars thirty cents? Keep being amazing. Eevee Nick, three dollars thirty three cents. This is deafening for the stream. Is for the tromboner. I hope so. Jay Harkins, so. three dollars and thirty three cents. Give me the bone. Nasty Sephiroth with a thirty three dollars and thirty three cent donation. Can we get some more Nasty Sephiroth in the donation? we get Can we get to twenty one k with You nasty, nasty Sephiroth, Sephiroth on the chat? stuff? Ooh. R-R-I-X the $20, reigns
4: <laughs> And that's what I'm asking. Is this the longest song in this game? How long is... I don't know how long... All the songs in this game are like two minutes long at most. I know this is a mod, but still. Maybe there's a reason for that. <laughs> This song is like seven minutes long. <laughs> that's the end, right? That's no!
0: That's fine, that's fine, that's fine. That's your Why didn't you, you, you
1: had to keep going. You have to keep going. I couldn't, I Can you hit, couldn't, hit escape? Will it let oh, you go back? I don't think so. Nah, that's it. No, that's fine. <sighs> it's fine. That's fine. We usually, we usually that okay, that was, that was real <laughs> intense. Oh my God. Whoo, <laughs> $20,357.12. <laughs> Incredible. All right. So anyway, Dan Snyder. Dan Snyder. Right. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: Remember right, what we were talking about?
1: God, can you can you yeah. let's mute. bring it back. Let's bring it back to the can podcast. Can you mute this? Can you mute this goofy game? Thank you. Are I just turned my
4: headphones off. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, we can
1: take our headphones off again.
4: <sighs> sports.
1: Sports. So yes. So the the, Where question, were we? the question in front of uh, us here is uh, the notion of what. Uh, what pushes a billionaire orders to uh, push another billionaire owner out? And oh, anyway, so we, uh, Jim Ursay, thats where we were. Uh, someone who's as, you know has his own controversies, was like was found with drugs, and he was drunk. I forget like the exact. He like, got. He, I think he had at least one DUI or something. Yeah, it was it was some messy stuff. Um, and Ursay uh, came out recently, and basically, oh, this is uh, related to this. This is a response to, in I believe, it was an ESPN report in which uh, there were. Uh, the sourcing said that uh, Daniel Snyder had said, well, they can't kick me out. I have dirt on all of them. If I'm going down, I'll take them with me. And Jim Mercer, as you have eloquently pointed out, has nothing to hide at this point. Mm-hmm. Not a man to be embarrassed said, let's just do it. Because I think, I think you shouldn't be here you anymore. You
4: want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. And
3: and that is that is a wild place to be to well, watching this play out in public. And so there was... I don't remember how this all played out, but the, correct me if I'm wrong. It was always a bit there was some question around how the John Gruden emails ended up leaking Shit. out of an investigation yep. that was of, of the Washington, Washington organization. Yes. Why was that leaked? Why is that the thing that came out? And the Which, report didn't, was which n- didn't embarrass Snyder. It embarrassed the Raiders. It embarrassed, uh, it destroyed Gruden's career. Mark Davis. Um, and, like, there was always a conspiracy theory. The part of it was that was a shot across the bow of, like, do we, like... Do we want to do, you, do we want to dig in here? Do, do, we, want to do we want this? to see what's going on? yeah uh, also, like there are also people I think who believe the NFL leaked it mm-hmm. um, to like sort of counterpunch uh, or to get like, ahead like, of something yeah yeah, and it takes some focus off off this ongoing scandal but like this sudden pivot to like outright blackmail in public suddenly makes me think that like was that a, a warning shot of just imagine all the stuff I've gathered. But he even said he like didn't he even say like Snyder that he had like private investigators like tasked mm-hmm. oh, yeah. <laughs> with the stuff straight, like he described real Pelicano tr- shit. Like he described at one point saying
4: that like you know we're like the NFL owners group is like the mafia or whatever and you know like and you know they all they're like we're all trying to fuck each other over and then like some other owner went off the record or like anonymously said to a reporter he was like, no we all hate him. Like, very explicitly, it's not that we're all out to get him, it's yeah. that he has made our lives miserable and we fucking hate this person. We're all the worst. Yeah. But
1: one is worser.
4: And, and, that's <laughs> thing. and so to so your question of what it would actually take to get, you know, 31 billionaires to hate a 32nd billionaire this much. And I think 20, I like I saw it today, 24 of them need to vote. Yeah. It's not, it's not as it's though like. It's a
3: supermajority. It, yeah, it
1: something. has to be like. Yeah. Now granted, the pro- some of that's probably a domino effect of like the moment you either get on one side or the other. Yeah. If it gets messy in between, that's when the shit starts leaking. Whereas like if they just push him out it probably suppresses some of this information that would get leaked.
4: But here's the thing. So, like, the the NBA and the NFL are obviously not the same in mm-hmm. this regard. Like, the NBA, they got rid of Donald Sterling. They got rid of this guy in the Sun, who owns the Suns who is, that I think, just selling happened. the team. And That's the NBA, just happened.
1: NBA also specifically allows a different ownership than the NFL does, where, like, the NBA is, like, increasingly towards, like, these big ownership like groups in which there's like yes. lots of people involved. There's a little bit of that with the Broncos sale that just happened. That like I don't I don't know if that's changed with the NFL, but c- usually you have singular people. Right. This person owns the
4: team. It's not- a Jerry Jones. It's a yes. Shad Khan. It yes. is not an ownership group necessarily. Right. And but so the reason I point that out is because. It's kind of striking to me just how, in, in the grand scheme of things, it's not that like, Donald Sterling and the guy who owned the Sons, whose name I can never remember. It's so hard. Yeah, it's yeah. not like they didn't do anything bad. They fucking did. But it did not require this long years, Sorry. like drawn out process to get rid of these motherfuckers. It like, with Sterling, it was like, no, there's like tapes. There's like, you know, there's yeah. testimony. There's other, other shit. Well, that's
1: also the big thing. Like What what, what happens with these instances, uh, most of the, largely because of the media landscape we live in, if there is isn't audio or video, it is so much harder to actually, like, truly embarrass- cause the kind yeah. of level of embarrassment that gets others to act. And yeah. uh, by others, I mean other rich people that have to be the ones that act. But if it's just like, I don't know, it was just like written up in an article. Like, especially if it's like only on ESPN. Yeah. You have to get to like the New York Times. Like it has to be a cultural moment yes. before any of this kicks in.
4: But the reason I point that out is because the NBA is just a very different organization of yeah. billionaires than the ones that run the NFL. And the NFL, I can't think of a time in my lifetime when there has been an owner so hated by the other owners <laughs> that there was actually a legitimate shot. Stephen Ross literally tampered with the game, and there's no real indication that he's going anywhere. They just he's took just, a draft pick. They, they took a draft pick and put him on suspend on time out for a little. What while. does that mean? All that means is you can't come to the state.
1: The owners yeah. don't do anything actively in their organizations other than hire and fire GMs.
4: Yeah, you can tamper with the game all you want and be as racist with your coach hiring as you want, but as long as you're not fumbling the bag, we don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Daniel Snyder, on top of all the absolutely heinous moral shit that he has done did the one thing that you cannot do with the NFL ownership group. He fumbled the bag. He is actually negatively impacting the business of the NFL, which is the only thing they give a shit about. And so now, because he has been such a thorn in their side, because his business is tanking and actually drag, like there is a cone of ignorance around the Washington Commanders. It is dragging other franchises down (laughs) with them into the cone. Well, now they're like, we can't take this
3: anymore. Well, and also crucially, like, <clears throat> so there, there's two scandals like, that also got under their skin. One is um, this is not proven, but there are allegations from people who are high up, highly placed in the organization, who alleged that they were misreporting their income numbers yeah. um, as as an org, which means they were basically like keeping two sets of books. One they provided the NFL, and one they paid themselves out of. Right, and, and that, so they and were, that impacts like, the finances of the other. Owners, right? Uh, But then the other, but then like that's that's an allegation. But the other thing that uh, like you know this this really isn't. But the fact that the commanders are like so hated in their hometown, the hometown where the
4: U.S. government is, (laughs) and who are rich media market, yeah,
3: rich media market. uh, You know, this should be this should be sort of a. Crown jewel franchise. This is not Cleveland. Yeah, uh, but nothing is Cleveland. Sorry, uh, but yeah, no, but we know what I well, mean. Actually,
1: right now, maybe uh, a little maybe bit. Fuck not Cleveland. Cleveland the city, but the Browns. Fuck but, I'm just saying we could get rid of Ohio.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but the but the the, th- the thing is, of course, that like because they like there is revenue sharing across the league, uh, in and among the teams. Like if someone is not, you know if you view it as the organized crime me- metaphor, uh-huh. like it's, it's like Donnie Brosco where like everyone's gotta bring in their, their take. Hey. Like Snyder for years now, like the NFL is a hugely growing industry. In spite of everything going against it, huge growth, it, it, it's a powerhouse. The commanders are defying like the laws of gravity around the NFL and like are having like a diminishing. They're market. literally
4: dragging the business down. Yeah,
3: and so it's like they're they're looking at it as we have you know, we have a slow bleed happening where we should have another gold mine.
4: Yeah. And that's the thing is it like the NFL just simply will not suffer impact to their business in that way. That is the whole reason that, you know, they let as many of these owners get away with the shit that they have for so long. Because it is, I mean, the one thing Dan Snyder is not wrong about, and this is the only thing I will ever give him credit for, <laughs> is he's right. This is a mafia. It is 32, you know, like mid-level Dons. And by mid-level, I mean they're billionaires. But, like, mm-hmm. you know, they're just guys that have their little regional fiefdoms. And then they have their, you know, their fucking uh Kevin Pollock and casino figurehead guy and Roger Goodell. Yep. And he just sits there and smiles for the camera and does all the dirty business that they need him to do while they sit there and they collect. Yeah. And this guy, he's not making his take. He's, you know, he, they're not able to collect from him because he's doing such a shit fucking job of running that town, that, that team. And on top of that, you've got him digging his heels in over the racist name and you've got these investigations around the trafficking of cheerleaders for God's
3: sake. That's rights. a thing that I could never like. This was years ago. This came out where it was like, oh yeah, the cheerleaders were like forced to go to a social event with like backers, and their passports were surrendered to representatives of the team. Yeah. It was like part of that story, which is like hallmark human trafficking shit. Like yeah. you lose the power. Of like free travel, if someone hold, holds your fucking like papers, and that was years ago that broke, and like still like the wheels they are still, still have turning. not shook yeah. him loose, yeah. and
4: now it, 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 what is finally going to do it again? The thing that is finally going to do it is the fact that even after the, the digging his heels and finally giving up on the rebrand, finally you know giving up on just about everything that he has dug his heels in over the years, the team is still garbage, and they still can't find a way to make money on one of the oldest franchises in the NFL. And the Bears are terrible and do that every goddamn year. <laughs>
1: I, is this table going to fall? I've been worried. It's It I don't doesn't feel like
3: sliding, but it doesn't. It's I'm going to stop slamming it.
1: <laughs> uh, we're, we're largely going to uh, skip questions this week as we uh, uh, try to keep this one a little shorter than Rob and I do uh, every every couple of weeks. But I did, people, you know, they wanted a little F1 in their sports podcast. Okay. And so I did want, we, we've talked about before, Rob, like... That's a sport. Uh, some of the, uh, 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 like, the weirdness of, like football slash soccer contracts, how players are transferred. So this has come up a couple of times, and so I just wanted to put this to you. You can, you know, you're also, you can, yeah. you know, you can uh, pitch your own podcast. Uh, so, hey, Rob and Patrick, and Alex. <laughs> In the last episode, you uh, asked how other uh, sports handle labor contracts. Allow me to point you to F1. While the contracts are not terribly captivating, the player market can be bonkers. For more detail, I would like to defer to Rob, because everything I know, I've learned from him via the shift of one podcast. Best of luck. Uh, Danny uh, McCullis. McCullis. Uh So I'm just curious. Does anything come to mind that is especially weird about how this particular
3: thing works in F1? Well, I, I don't think it's necessarily... I think what's weird in some ways is how open that market is uh, in terms of, like, what what can play out. Uh, that, that might change. They're trying to introduce, like... Cost control things, but they've exempted uh, driver salaries from their budget caps for F1, so that you can still pay for like superstar drivers and pay them a lot. Uh, but I think the the funny thing about F1 is that every every uh, team has like a budget of 100 uh, 145 million dollars uh, thereabouts, and they have two and drivers. Do cap. Yeah, that's okay, a, that's so a, it has has a, that's a new cap. invention, okay. but in the past, you know, you go sailing past that, um, and you've only got two, you've only got two cars. And Does it so, have a luxury
1: tax thing like the?
3: No. like Okay, so you, it is no. like the NFL where you just hit a hard a hard cap. Okay. Right. So, but the thing is, so like, because so much is invested in these in running these two cars for a season, uh, there really is <clears throat> no margin for error for like who you put in those cars. So it's like a bit like the quarterback thing, but now there's even less. You can't scheme around like a, mm-hmm. a shit driver. In, it's, in ju- it's just them. Right, and also it's an engineering sport, so you wanna remove as much uncertainty as possible. So like what you want is, regardless a, a of the flashing. in your car. Yeah, like someone who basically is going to turn identical laps again and again, so you can see what the engineering around, around them is doing. Uh, and so there's a lot invested in a long like pipeline in F1 that starts literally when kids are like, when, when drivers are children. It uh, begins with them in go-karts, uh, you know, at, like, elementary school age. How do they identi... This is maybe... I don't want to send you on too no. of a tangent, but, like...
1: How do they identify a good driver at an age well before... Like, what sport is identifying that? Like, what are the... What are the What's the farm league?
3: Karting. Uh, but, it, but their farm league is also basically Pop Warner. Okay. So it is going to be... Uh, and th- that stage is fairly, fairly easy to identify. Uh, this is like parents bring their kids. It's it's an expensive hobby, but not totally out of reach for middle class families in the early stages. Um, and they race go karts uh, okay. against each other. And the kids who are good at it will be visibly identifiable. Yeah. yeah, it is it is clear. It is like when you see high school video of guys who turn out to be like all pros in the NFL, right. where it's like they were just they were, play, they were playing they playing in the same sport. event. Yes, exactly.
4: It's like seven 14-year-olds trying to ca- tackle a guy who's already 350 right. pounds and six foot eight. <laughs> uh,
3: so, you know, from there, they're progressed up through like higher rates of, car- ranks of karting, and then they're funneled into basically like feeder series where you're running things that are closer to uh, the-, the cars they're eventually going to drive. But at every stage now, the winnowing gets harder. You know, like, you know at, the- at the penultimate stage of entering F1, it's all great drivers. Um, and there's only a handful that are going to graduate into F1 because teams don't like taking chances. You've mm. got a reliable, proven commodity. Especially
4: if you only have two to work with.
3: Right. So, um, so, so the thing is, like, it's hyper competitive to get in, uh, and then it's sort of hyper competitive to to stay relevant in the in the series because within F1, there's only a handful of like teams, the field cars that are good enough to win. Uh, and so, what ends up happening is. <sighs> A semi-public, it's called the silly season, uh, but, like, midway through... Okay, I saw a couple people saying that in the chat, and I was like, I can't, I don't
1: know what that means, but clearly... Midway
3: is through an F1 se- uh, season, people begin to think about next year, and there is no real, like, anti-tampering shit in F1. Like, you okay. can basically publicly negotiate and, like, hang your shingle and, like, make clear statements about, like, you know... We're not happy with how our guy is doing right now. We'll give him a few more PR races. Campaign. Yeah, absolutely. And then you can basically do the reality show of like, well, you're our number two driver. We're not so happy with where, where he's at, so we're looking at our options next wow, year. Wow, And then it is basically like The Bachelor, and you have drivers in other F1 teams who are like, I want to get out of my team and like maybe get this spot, but also you have all the young drivers in the theater series who are like, take me, take me, take me. And so the weird thing is, the power dynamics swing wildly because if you're a great driver, you are such a hot commodity that now you can basically fuck with the teams and be like, I don't know, like make me happy. I'm not happy. Maybe I'll just go look for another team. And there's nothing, they, like, you're out of contract, it's just done. Like, there's no, there's no rookie contract in F1. <laughs> uh, like, once you are. There's no like, fifth year extension? No. Like, once, you negoc- once you're coming to the end of your deal, you can just leave. And also, your deal's ironclad. F1 contracts are basically like, here's what you can't do. You can't say, well, we're not violating your contract, but we're not going to race you. Your contract will say, unless I'm incapacitated, I'm driving that fucking car. So they can't, they have to eat those mistakes. That's their, that's their version of dead money is like, we we don't want to race them. Then we just have to pay 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 them to go away. And so like. The big thing this season, we talked a lot about it on, on Shift F1, which I do with uh, you know Dan, Danny O'Dwyer uh, and Drew Scanlon. uh, But the big thing that like blew up in F1 this year is that this chain reaction happened where Fernando Alonso, uh, who is a wildly talented uh, like, he's a wildly talented F1 driver, and also radiates wide receiver energy. Which is okay. like I am okay. so like, good at this fucking game. Okay, I know what you mean. Yes. But I can't deliver victory by myself. Right. And that real giselle, my husband cannot throw the ball and catch it at the same time type It's almost <laughs> like more Randy Moss or something, okay. where it's like, how can you not like how can you not be winning if I'm driving your fucking car? But his solution to that has always been, you know what you need? You need me to tell you how to do your job and run this team. So like he has a reputation as being like clubhouse poison but also a wickedly talented driver who always like, seems to make the wrong move at the right Increasingly time. Increasingly LeBron James. So this year, he just pulled the plug. on What was gonna be like his new like, valedictory period in his career, he was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm leaving uh, the, the French Alpine team uh, and I'm, I'm bouncing uh, over to Aston Martin, which is a new team backed by a new billionaire owner who got an F1 to basically buy an F1 team so his son could race an F1. Ooh, oh, yeah. I read about this. Yeah. That rules. Yes. That rules. Here's the thing I will say. Kid's surprisingly not shit. Like, <laughs> decent driver also seems to be not an asshole. But, okay. but also, I have sympathy for him because it's like, he got him being like, Dad, will you sponsor my time at F1? He was like, sure, son. But then it's like overbearing, like coach energy pouring off the dad uh-huh. where it's like, actually, you know, I could run an F1 team. So he buys, buys an F1 team does a deal you with Aston to buy Martin your, is, easiest, is the easiest way to get in to buy your to way do in? This. No, okay. no. This the is just do your do dick this. around. The easiest way to do this is what Kato and I did on, on Motorsports Monday. Where you got, <laughs> you just say, "I will pay your team lump sums if you like race the driver I back." Right. That's the easiest way to do it. And teams that need like assist assist with their budget will be like, "Hell yeah, I'll take that deal." Absolutely. Like, imagine if you, if you had like. A marginal, like, imagine if Mitch Trubisky, instead of you oh paying boy. him every game he played, your team made a million dollars from starting him. Okay. That's, what, that's the easiest way to get okay. your, your driver okay. in. Okay, is like, okay. we're paying you okay. money okay. to start him, and he's decent <laughs> enough that you can actually swallow the shittiness sure. of that deal. Sure, sure. So, but his, so Lance, uh, so Lawrence Stroll, instead, buys an F1 team, does a deal with Aston Martin, turns it into the Aston Martin F1 team, puts his son at the center of it, and then is like, "You know what I really need is a superstar like Fernando Alonso." Which, by the way, way to fuck over your son, because it's like I'm bringing in, oh, <laughs> I'm bringing in a out. shark. Jesus like, Christ!
4: So, but that's the thing, though, is that like he's good, but he's definitely not going to be winning a ton of races. Good, right? The son. No, he's not. Yeah, he's not. So that's not a real team then, unless you have someone who can actually right. win. Right.
3: So, Alonzo... And don't want to just the, be there
1: for my son. Yeah. What thing. would
3: be the fun of just being a father supporting a child's <laughs> No, fuck that. Because he's a billionaire father. He's a, he's a takeover artist. That, is his, <laughs> yeah, that was his career uh, in finance. Uh, but here's, the, here's where it gets wild. So, Alonzo has always been a guy to, like, flip the table on his way out. So, he doesn't even give an inkling to the team he was signed with, which is the, the Renault Alpine, team. Right? Alpine, Yeah. He didn't even tell them at all that he wasn't going to extend the contract. They were negotiating for next year. And he's like, yeah, I'll just, yeah, I'll get back to you. Yeah, I'm... He tells them, like, you know, I got a vacation to Greece coming up. I'll get back to you after after all this stuff. So he goes away and then announces the deal with uh, Aston Martin while he's on vacation and makes a big point that, like, actually he's at his house in, in Spain. He just wasn't taking their calls. Incredible. So then... Because they had been negotiating with, with, with they had assumed that Alonzo would renew, they had basically been stringing along this prospect, um, Oscar Piastri, um, who is a, like, possibly a generational talent coming into the sport, but they wanted to season him. And they wanted to keep him on the hook before get, promoting like the redshirting, red-shirting, where it's like... You're not. But you can redshirt them at other teams. You can do a deal where it's like this driver came up through our pipeline because we sponsor parts of the pipeline. We will loan him out to like a lesser team, mm-hmm. and they'll get some seasoning, and then we'll without sign, actually threatening us, right? Then we will sign them and bring them in the main team. But he was sort of at the end of his deal, and he was like, "Play me, or I'm going to make a deal on my own, and go somewhere else." And they had let that lie so long. That he had gotten a deal somewhere else at the McLaren team, and in a panic, they just announced that he was their driver. Like it was like you've been. It's like you asked someone to marry you. They were extremely noncommittal and ghosted you. But you post on Facebook. In a yes,
4: <laughs> to try
3: and like Pushing summon over, them back. Did, but
4: then you, this, but then you like you put footage of the proposal at a baseball game up yes, for everyone to see. Yes.
3: <laughs> so, so immediately, crucially, he's an, he's an Australian driver. So they do this thing where it's like, we're so happy he's going to be driving for us next year. Six hours pass. He wakes up and he's like, uh, actually, I am not driving for them at all. I'm driving for McLaren. And they're like, well, then we'll see. <laughs> you better lawyer up, asshole, because we're coming back for what's ours. Oh, my so God. They this, lawyer is, up. this
4: is some, like, WWF, WCW, Monday Night Wars type yeah. of shit. Oh. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> this
3: is why I love this shit. So they lawyer up, and they're like, we've got a contract that we're going to hold this little fucker to, this little ungrateful bastard of an 18-year-old. <laughs> this kid we're who hasn't real done thing. anything. <laughs> so they're like, he, he violated his fucking contract with us. And so they go to a court of arbitration and their evidence is a contract he never signed. They're like, we sent him a contract. He said he never got a contract. He liked, well, we sent him one, he just never signed it. And That's they, not a case. Exactly, his, his, his representation was like, it sucked. We didn't sign it because it sucked. And We said we need a better <laughs> offer. And they were like, well, we sent it. So what more do you want? So the arbitration court- Folks, I got some documents here. <laughs> so the arbitration court was like, I award you no points and the God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> Alpine was forced to pay his lawyer fees, which Ooh. were in the millions, the arbitration court fees, which were in the millions. Uh, and so that's how that wrapped up. Uh, and so like that whole like chain reaction of chaos, uh, their only recourse now, <sighs> this is also very wrestling. Yes. Their only recourse was to hire another French driver. Um, Pierre Gasly. They're, the driver who stayed with them, Esteban Ocon, is literally Pierre Gasly's best childhood friend. They used to race carts together at his family's karting track. No, and some, they wouldn't. And something happened when they were teenagers, and they had a falling out that nobody understands, like what happened. But they basically don't speak to each other anymore. And these guys were like brothers. And now they're teammates. How's that going? So everyone is like we're not gonna fum- we're not gonna fumble the bag. Everyone's like, we squash the beef, it's fine. But as of a year ago, if they were ever at an event together they would like crop each other out of each other's photos. People were like going through the Instagrams and being like, the sheer pains they went oh. to eliminate evidence that they were ever in the same in the same room was extraordinary. Oh, that's so amazing. now these, so now these, like these these two young men, once brothers, turned mortal enemies, <laughs> have been forced onto the same team, knowing that like that team desperately wanted two other drivers yeah. way before either of these guys, valued them way more highly. Um, are you, so are we're going to see how you watching F1 goes. or are
4: you watching anime?
3: The line is very blurry. Hmm. And it always has been. So this, and this is the thing, like F1 has always been, because, because of this aspect of like, these things play out semi-publicly, it has always had an element of like, heightened reality show. Well, yeah. it's, it, it seems egos. like the dip where like a lot of, well, the NBA has a lot of public drama, but like, the NFL
1: has a lot of private drama that sometimes spills into the public, but but just by the nature of how the contracts and like player movement works, um, so that's very so it seems like in F1, it's all public. Yeah. Yeah. All right. As we uh, bring this to a close, the last thing we do each week is uh, <laughs> wait a minute. This
4: isn't like a three-hour podcast. No. Oh. No.
1: Well, we all, our moderators are, are taking over at uh, oh, okay. at nine thirty, so that is all our right. that is our dead cap uh, on this. Uh, but <laughs> okay. All right. So Rob and I. Uh, over at gridirongames.com, I mean, you could still oh, sign shit. up. Um uh, You could, you can sign up to do our, our Pick'em's League. There's no money involved, it's just just for fun. Um, last week, uh, week five, Rob and I uh, were all tied up. Um, uh, Rob, I forgot to set my lineup. Okay. Um, and uh, you, but Did I, you not
3: hit the green button? D-
1: no, I just forgot, okay. and uh, then I remembered about 12.05 when yeah. I sat down to start watching the games. So you, did you write down
3: your f- picks so we can No, keep them? No,
1: no, I just I right. just ate it. I just ate those losses. Oh, is that why we're tied now? Well, we were tied last week. Okay. And then going into this week, my thought was like, well, of course, Rob is going to take an enormous lead over me because I've sacrificed oh, no. the biggest block of games oh, no. to all L's. And so I go to tally... How these many up. games did I pick? So I went to tally these up a couple hours ago while we were getting ready to do this segment... And uh, so I did mine first, and I was like, damn, only got 5 of 14. I pecked really well of the slate that I had left in the, like, afternoon games and the evening games, but it wasn't much. So that puts me at 39 of 78. And then I went over, I looked up Rob oh boy. on Gridiron Games, and Rob, you only, and you picked all of them, also only got 5 of the 14 games. So we remain... All tied up at 39 of 78. You look, you look like you looked at your lineup, and a lot of things went. Lo- it was a very no, weird. No, so week. I knew
3: I was. Uh, I tweeted about this on Sunday, where I was like, I think my pick'em league is just fucked because like, I was like watching the scores come in, and it was like upset, upset. And I lean hard on the line. Sure, like I lean hard on like the predicted outcome, and I know that like the line is not necessarily reflective of like predicted winner. It's a it's a representative of, like betting patterns. But still, I like. But if lean you don't know what a
1: lean, it's it's still a better pick.
3: Yeah, and like, but genuinely, in a lot of these cases, I did feel like okay, there's clearly a better team, and I don't think they're going to like lose this. Uh-huh. And then I'm watching. I'm like, like the Green Bay literally. Bay I knew was, I knew I was in trouble. I'm in New York. I drove into New York. I get to my hotel room. I turn it on. There's two games going. It's the it's the Jets and the Packers. Uh, and the Giants, and uh, the, was it the Ravens? Yeah, it was the Ravens. Yes. And yes. who would have thought? Uh-huh. I'm flipping between the two, and I'm like, oh, this is odd. What an odd day of sports. And then, like, other Aeroson, sports. did he not pick the Jets? No! None of us picked the, pick Jets? the
1: Jets! Yeah. I live in New York. You don't pick the Jets. No, so we're... It was very funny that we both, like, you had horrible picks. I didn't pick, like, half the slate, and we ended up in the same place. So, the last thing we always do on this podcast is we run quickly through the upcoming slate, week seven. Uh, op- uh, the opening slate on Sunday, uh, Saints, two and four at Wait, Cardinals. Wait, are they doing Thursday? Well, I guess this is the Thursday game. Yes, Thursday, Saints, two and four at Cardinals, two and four. Uh, both bad teams. Oh, boy. I don't feel good about either of these teams.
4: DeAndre Hopkins is back. That's right.
1: Marquise Brown went down, and then they did the trade for the Panthers player,
4: uh, uh, Robbie Anderson. Yes, who will get them uh, twelve great catches this Robbie year? Robbie Anderson,
1: who was not played in the second half of the last game because he seemed to have gotten into a verbal and physical altercation with his wide receivers coach oh on God. the sidelines after they fired Matt Rule, their quarterbacks, or the the like high end quarterback or a, a college coach who like reformed two teams in the college level and then just fucking face planted uh in in the end of which it's we have like a, it's a different two, skill set we have two high profile examples of that like the jags and the panthers in which college does not necessarily translate because you can't just go recruit uh talented players yeah
3: and you have to learn how to like coach grown men yeah we're like getting paid to be here it, and, yeah, like, yeah you don't you, like you don't basically own them like they do in college yeah um Here's,
1: so
4: go ahead well do am i allowed to pick here yes yeah. So uh, I don't think D- Hopkins fixes everything for them because they still have Cliff Kingsbury as their coach. That's a problem. Uh, that guy is like an NFL coach as written by David Cage. Mm-hmm. He is a fucking simulacra of a mm-hmm. person that misunderstands everything about how humans work. Mm-hmm. That said, I think it's enough to beat the Saints yep. who are uh, in fits and starts fun to watch, but not good. A bad team. But, but a bad, a bad team. team. I agree. So we all, all Cardinals? Yeah. Okay. I'll bold this. Uh,
3: Browns two and four, at the Ravens three and three. Um, Ravens, like, I, I, it, like I lost all confidence on the Browns, but honestly, like, okay. Lamar Jackson had a very bad quarter. He did. They should have won that game. He's
1: oh, had a few of those go this go year. look go look up Kado's tweets. Kado, like, is a Ra- a Ravens fan? Yeah. Okay. He says yes Disaffectedly But yes uh, uh, And go I, I retweeted them From the Waypoint account uh, The course of that game Was like Smile face Sad face Smile face Smile face And then sad face As they blew it At the last possible second um, I mean I think Lamar Jackson Is an unbelievable talent yeah. In which I just have A hard he, time he
4: Betting
3: against hero him He played hero ball At a moment He did not need to be Playing hero ball right. And that's what got him I But the Browns Like don't look Good uh, to no. me. Like they, they're really unreliable. I have way more faith in the Ravens still. I'm going Ravens.
4: Yeah, unless the Ravens defense once again forgets how to play football in the fourth quarter, I think the Ravens win this. Yeah,
3: I think
1: all on the same page. Uh, Box three and three at Panthers, one and five. Uh, we just talked about the Panthers. They're in a free fall.
3: They yeah. are.
1: They are in the midst of. They
3: would like the number one pick, please. Uh, the Bucks. Look, uh, you lose your family, but you get a dove over the Panthers. So really, who, who can? Why who you can just lost a Mr. Misty oh and God. the Steelers?
4: People got so mad at me on social media because I was joking about Tom Brady ditching his family to go eight and nine. It was true. The what was? Why are you mad? at just like because they, truth? no, they weren't mad about the part where I said he ditched his family, or I said he's going to die on the field. They were mad about the part where I said they were going to go eight and nine. Yeah, because it, uh, that's the kind of people we're dealing with here. It was why I was oh, wow. I was I was in Pittsburgh last weekend
1: uh, with uh, uh, my wife and some friends. And you gave go. Mitch your energy. It, I did. Mitch. Mitch was. Mitch was there. Went in at halftime due to an unfortunate, you know, uh, kind of uh, injury to Kenny Pickett, their new their new rookie quarterback. And I, as I were going to the airport, like at the highway goes, you can see this beautifully into the Pittsburgh Stadium, and it was just like I, I was watching the game on my phone. And I could see it was like, oh, they're all leaving because Mitch delivered them a W. Um, and so it was a it was a beautiful thing. But I think the first week we were all in agreement the Bucks are are probably gonna yeah. kind take that one. Wait, that said,
4: who's, who's who's quarterback for the the Panthers this week?
1: Uh, Mayfield is out.
4: Uh, Darnold's up. still out, right? Darnold's still out. Okay. So, so is it our XFL hero that's taking I over? I think so. I think so. Panthers. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm put right here. This In is it. This is it. They got rid of, rid of Rule. They got rid of Alex. Robbie Anderson. They have excised everything they need to do. This is it. This is the XFL hero ball. It's going to happen. <laughs> it's not, but I'm just going to say it.
1: Falcons 3-3 three and three at Bengals 3-3. Three and three. Um, the, the Falcons might be the most interesting bad team just by the way they are running their offense. They are just consistently fun to watch despite the fact that they have a big talent deficit. And the Bengals... They're my big bet for my fantasy team. I've got Joe Burrow and uh, T.Y. Higgins. And so when they're not performing, nor does my fantasy team, they've been on the mend. Yeah. They've, They've found something to get going. But I don't like their coach. I don't like their offense. They have immensely talented players. And so I just feel like you can't rely on the Bengals, and I feel like the Falcons are like set up for like a really fun upset. The
4: Falcons are in a weird space. Like No one thought anything of a Mar- Marcus Mariota-led team yeah. uh, going into it, and there's no reason you should have, but they are playing weirdly interesting football, Yes. and I feel like the Bengals are still reeling at this point yeah. and have not found their footing yet. This could be the game where they do that, but until I see otherwise, I kind of want to go with the Falcons' momentum.
3: Is that where you're at, Rob? The, so you always have a few teams every year that you're like, whatever I pick, they will do the opposite. Like, oh, yeah. this is just who they're going to uh-huh. be. Uh-huh. Like, it is when I'm like, eh, the Bengals don't see them, and they, they post a win. But I I think th- I'm going to go with the Bengals. Because okay. I just, like, I continue to believe, like, um, you can't have collapsed this completely.
1: They're, they're part of my fantasy team, and so I have to, I have to do that. Um, but, all right, I will notice here, Alex, Falcons. Rob, Patrick, Bengals, Lions. I, one. I don't get any points for any
3: of this. I'm just no, doing. But we're going to note this. We'll make, <laughs> yeah. we make sure and put this here. On Boston. the other hand, though, all those ads got me thinking. What if we put some real money on it? Mm. Huh? <laughs> huh, gang? <All> right. <laughs> Wouldn't you feel like you're part of it? Lions one and four at Cowboys four and two. I believe Dak Prescott is coming
4: back. Uh, Even if he wasn't, week. I would still pick Cowboys.
1: Uh, yes, the the Lions are quickly entering. Uh, are they swooning? I th- I think like the, the fun the fun they're the fun bad team is like quickly becoming I think you're just a bad team. We're headed and, like, for a grim
4: Thanksgiving. They're gonna win six home games and none of the rest of their season. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they're they're at Dallas, so they're definitely which not. Which is about
3: this where win. they should be for this year. Yeah. Like the thing is they're gonna reg- they're regressing to like they do seem like a team on the upswing. They're still not good.
4: No, but they are uh, scoring like forty points a game. Somehow, it's just that they're also yeah, getting I mean, outscored forty-five. The, every yeah, game. just their defense
3: is just it's, atrocious. But here's the thing, though: like, if the Cowboys look moribund again uh, after weeks of looking really sharp, uh, you know, it's going to really—I think—raise questions about like, what is happening with coaching. I don't around around, like, their relationship with that.
4: Yeah, I'm with you, but at the same time, they were playing the Eagles last week, and the Eagles are legit. Yeah, and, and they put a lot of stress on, like, any offense or defense. Yeah, and they went hard at Cooper Rush, which Cooper Rush is a game manager, and, right. like, he's a it's good It's remarkable one. that he won three games. Totally, yeah. and that's, that's the thing. He did as well as a backup could be asked to do. Right, he saved a
1: season <clears throat> that essentially should have been over, Yeah, and now they'll come back and still be relevant. And, I, they, have, and they have Micah Parsons, who essentially is, like, a... Aaron Donald level yeah. can take over a game and win it for you. Not, not to
4: mention uh, the Diggs brother, the, the cornerback. Yes. You know, like, he's, yes. he, that dude fucking is a ball hawk and I, I think as much as I am anti-cowboys in just about every aspect of Certainly. my life, they will win this game.
1: Yeah, I agree. All right, Giants 5-1 and one at Jaguars. 2-4. and four. Oh. Uh, That's a weird one. I cannot bet against the Giants at this point. I just won't. I I've been burned a lot doing that.
4: Yeah, I feel like the Jaguars are like this close though. Mm. I think
1: Trevor Lawrence is the real deal. I think eventually they will get there. Yeah, but they're not there yet. They're just—it's—it's—it's it's, it's a mess. It's a messy team right now. Um, and it's just the Giants are weirdly like I have no love for the Giants, but they're just a fun. They're. They're like what I wanted the Bears to be—not no. this good. I wouldn't no. want it to have been five and one, yeah. frankly. But they've like they've got kind of 2018
3: Bears vibes, honestly, which is like with like no talent. Be, yeah, like they're like running Saquon in the. You see flashes of you see you see flashes of still with Saquon. Yes. where it's like yeah, well, he's re-
1: he is yeah. almost as good as he was in his early years, and yeah. you just keep hoping and praying. His early years.
4: This is like his fourth
1: year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I know, but running backs yeah. like but he was also like, major in injuries year. and he's yeah. two two major and like one of those injuries was at a Bears game. Yeah, um, and so. Uh, they so didn't we, pick up the option
4: for Daniel Jones. That's how little they think of him. I,
1: I, I think Daniel Jones is going to have his best year yet, and they will still be the, the smart thing to do, will probably assign him to a, like a one-year or two-year deal. Yeah. Do not give him a major extension. Still get a quarterback, and then try and redshirt them like, totally. while they figure
4: out the rest of the team. Daniel Jones will have two very mediocre years for the Denver Broncos in yes. about a year or two.
1: He'll be a fine backup quarterback, just yeah. like Mitch Trubisky. Uh, Colts, 3-2-1 and one, at Titans, 3-2. Can we just not pick this one? No, the point of this podcast is to no. To it's just like it's titans, just like trying to pick titans. between sand <laughs> right and slightly okay. different sand. <laughs> sand, <laughs> sand or anti-sand. Uh, uh, all right, uh, I am. I am. The Colts have won some weird games, and they don't make any sense. And I yeah. need, I'm gonna have to. Try, I need to try and get ahead of Rob, so I'm going to pick the Colts. Uh, just. I, don't, I don't know what the Titans are this year.
4: Like I, I can't find an identity for them.
1: I don't. I, I think they're at the end of the run. Like the t- the Tannehill uh, thing is about to be over. Uh, uh, Derrick Henry it is Derek, should have. Derrick Henry, which is, sucks is because lost he some was, of the juice.
3: that uh, that foot injury. Uh, like seemed like spelled at the beginning of the end of him just being like Superman out there. Yeah, yeah. And so that's that's kind of the end of that. But you have to pick, Alex. You're, you're forced. <sighs> Where are they? Uh,
4: in Tennessee. You know, I'm going to go Titans. They they're just coming off the bye. I feel like they can probably pull it out. Packers three and three. We only have 11 minutes left, so we cannot get derailed by
1: this as much yeah, as we'd okay. like to. We will have to, Robin. You and I will have to have is this the Packers Bears. The, no, this is. But just talking about the Packers yeah, yeah, quietly yeah. imploding the third end of the season is delightful. Uh, Packers
3: three and three at Commanders two and four. Let them fight. Uh— Patrick, I still believe. I, like, still, I still think they have enough like, to, do, to do that. Yeah. You could tell
4: me that they were bringing in a Pop Warner team that was mostly just like dudes off the street, and I would still pick against the Commanders.
1: And I think, but I think what is the best possible outcome for this is that they win, but in like the most pathetic and uninspiring way possible. And so you get and Rodgers yells at people. Yes, you get yeah. the W, but you come out of it not feeling better. Oh, the it's going to
4: be the worst thirteen to six victory you've ever seen. <laughs> Jets four and two at Broncos. Two and four. Jets baby. Jets. Yeah. Okay. All right. Finally, no. fly. No. Jets no, baby. No love the Jets. I don't, but love the Jets. It, like, they're they're like the Giants.
1: Let's yeah. let's have some fun. Uh, Texans one three and one, at Raiders one and four. The Texans who just fired Jack Easterby, the pa- former Patriots religious guy uh, that then went on to become the head of football operations at the Texans. They just fired him because he's a snake. Because he sucks. Yeah. He's it's very weird. What happened there? Um, the Texans are bad. The Raiders are one and four, but they are not a bad team. They are. They have been in. I don't.
4: I don't think they're one and four bad. No, and they are not lose to the Texans bad. I am genuinely mystified by the Raiders at every turn, just the way they are and like the way they are bad. I. I. They should not be bad with the t- talent that they have, and they have found a way, and that way is Josh McDaniels. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I. I agree. I'm still going with the Raiders because I cannot. Pick a good conscience. The, the Texans.
4: Where, are they in Las Vegas? Uh, yes. I'll be cowardly and go with the Raiders. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to Cowardly pick the Raiders as well. Yes. Yes.
1: Seahawks three and three. The Geno Smith saga continues. The Geno Smith chronicles continue. At Chargers, four and two. That basically shouldn't be an at. Like the the Chargers don't play in a stadium in which their fans show up. They need to move back to San Diego as soon. Some billionaire needs to step in and move them back to San Diego. Uh, and the Seahawks, Geno Smith, has been like surprisingly competent yeah. and interesting, yeah. and they just have a really bad defense. Um, and I think Brandon Staley, ex-Bears uh, uh, coach, I think might be a bad coach. And yeah. the Chargers, I think, have an
4: unbelievably talented quarterback, despite being 4-2, that they're like kind of wasting. They're going to waste him the way that the Titans are wasting uh, Derrick Henry. Like, yes. They're just going to beat him to death.
1: Um, that said, I still think the Chargers probably beat the Seahawks I think it
4: will but I think it's gonna be way closer than it has a right think, to I, be. yes
3: I, I, I agree yeah I'm gonna pick the Chargers but I will regret that pick as the sea as the Seahawks like <laughs> knock on the yes. door of victory Seahawks like, ascendant. I kind of knew I kind of knew Gino was gonna get this done uh,
1: Chiefs four and two at the 49ers three and three Chiefs Chiefs yeah uh, Steelers the Mitch. We had
4: nothing me. to say about that game. Just, not,
1: Chiefs. I, I'm sorry. The, the, St- the Mitch Trubisky Steelers, 2-4, uh, and four, at the Dolphins.
4: Wait, is Kenny he not playing? Can't pick uh, it? Uh, oh, I, wait. He, had a, well,
1: he went out of the game with a concussion, so it's possible that, that Pickett could come back, but I don't know.
3: Chua is concussion. concussion. He's out. He's out, out, for out, of, he's out, he's out of the protocol. So he, is right. likely to have plays uh, this
1: All week. Right. And that said, I think Tyreek Hill had like a hamstring injury, uh, so they're a little hobbled in a number of ways. So I, this game they still too, got
4: Jalen Waddle though.
1: They still have Jalen Waddle, and they have a pretty good defense.
4: Yeah. So I'm gonna go. I don't.
1: I, look, I know that Mitch won that game. He beat. He beat. The, uh, you know, Tom Brady. But I've seen this. I've seen this game before I personally. I know. I am not going to bet on Mitch. I can't do it.
4: No. I that dude is not going to throw a single pass over 12 yards that entire game. No. Miami
3: will take it. Yeah. No. Do you want to bet on Mitch? Do you want to bet on Mitch? Where's that? Uh, it's in Miami. No, I don't know.
1: All right, final game Monday night football. The Chicago oh. Bears, How two and four, because they are one of the biggest markets in da, the da, da, da. da. The Bears, the Bears, at the Patriots, three and three. Somehow we ended up <laughs> with Alex, Alex Navarro's. Oh, yeah, me, number one Patriots new fan. New England now. Patriots, <laughs> MAGA man himself. <laughs> Out here up against the Chicago Bears. Oh, um, man. And the Patriots, it is still. Bailey well,
4: Zapp.
1: So Zappy. I believe Mac Jones could come back this week, but Bailey Zappy, I could absolutely see Bill Belichick saying, I don't give a shit about you, Mac Jones. <laughs> I'm just going to play with the guy who's won us the last couple of games because Mac Jones looked pretty bad in the first
4: I don't know that Zappy is games. the person I would point to and say, you won us that game. I'm going to say, you didn't lose us that game. Look, as uh, JZGA uh, says, let the
1: Zap man cook.
4: I will not. But I cannot pick the Bears. I and can't I will pick not,
1: them. I will not. Is it at New England? Hang where's it at? <laughs> it's in
4: New England. Yeah, they're, they're, the, the Patriots are going to win that somehow. Yeah, well, it's going to be the, the bear ugliest bear goddamn <laughs> game you've ever seen, but they will win. <laughs> what if we get bear weather? Shut the
3: fuck up. All
1: right, um, Patriots. All right, well, that is going to bring it to the end of this episode of sports. In the meantime, you can follow Waypoint on Twitter at Waypoint on Twitch at twitch.tv slash waypoint. You all know this that are watching. This is for the audio version. On YouTube at youtube.com slash waypointvice, and our writing is at waypoint.vice.com. This episode is premiering ad-free on Waypoint Plus, which you can subscribe to and access to early episodes, exclusive episodes, ad-free episodes, and more at waypointplus.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Patrick Clubbick.
4: Alex, where can people follow you? What do you got going on? Oh, wow, man, what do I have going on? I wasn't ready. I don't have anything prepared. Um, so I am Alex underscore Navarro on Twitter. I am part of Nextlander, the trio, uh, with Vinny Caravelle and Brad Shoemaker. We are at Nextlander, at Twitch, at YouTube, uh, Twitter, wherever else. Uh, and we have the Nextlander podcast, as well as the Nextlander Watchcast, which is now our... Uh, you're doing
1: Carpenter TV. right now. Yeah,
4: we're in the middle of our Carpenter month. Where uh, are
1: you in the... So you, I, I got the newsletter, and uh-huh. so I know you're watching The Thing. We have a newsletter? Yes. It's very good. We I have think- blog posts. That's like a newsletter. Well, I think the blog posts go out as a newsletter.
4: To who? Patreon. Oh, oh, Patreon sends emails. That's right. Yeah, I subscribe to those. Yes. Uh (laughs) 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 <laughs> I don't subscribe to my own emails. <laughs> what other ones have you watched? We just okay. did Escape from New York. Okay, cool, yeah. We're, we're sticking t- mostly to the horror master's horror stuff. I know you're doing Halloween at the end of the month. Yeah, so we did uh, The Thing already. We did uh, Prince of Darkness, which was one our patrons voted on. Uh, and An underrated carpenter. Yeah, it's pretty good. Like it's, it's pretty solid, and we did In the Mouth of Madness is one that's of my favorites. A, that's a great movie. I love that one. And then, so they live is up uh, as of uh, for next week, and then Halloween is going to put a debut on Halloween.
1: Hell yes! Well, make sure and go check that out. Rob, where can the people follow you? At Rob Zachney. And until next time, fuck capitalism and bear down. But we're not actually leaving. That was just me doing the outro for the, uh, for the for the podcast. Uh, thanks, Adam, for tuning in. Uh, for save point, we raised $20,508.60. We ended with 69 cents. Do not donate a dollar. No donations till tomorrow. No, you can do it after we well, finish this. Okay. <laughs> because Do-do. after this, we're going to have the mods coming up, uh, continuing to uh, stream. Uh, Kato, can we tease anything about what's happening?
0: Uh, yeah, we got the whole schedule right here. Uh, next up is going to be a uh, a segment of Geocaster which is going to be real fun. Uh, then we've got Spelunky 2, Phasmophobia, Ooh. and a Resident Evil randomizer the, to end up. Oh, that notes, sounds so. fun.
1: We should get Rob to play a Resident Evil randomizer. You had so <laughs> much fun playing it linearly.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's great. Uh, how, do you know how long they're going to go? Uh, they're going till 3 a.m. Eastern. 3 a.m. Eastern. In the morning? God, I hope I have left Rob's hotel room at that point and we stopped <laughs> drinking, and I'm not doing that. But you can watch uh, all of that uh, through uh, the, uh, the end of today. We will be back tomorrow at 10 a.m. Uh, sharp east. Well, I think we're starting. Uh, there was a little uh, leaked Kingdom Hearts animation. And I think I cannot, we're not going to have the whole crew. This is not a lore reasons reunion tour. But I'm able to get, you know, some of the people together. We might sit on a couch. And we might watch that leaked Kingdom Hearts stuff. We might play a little Uno. might play a little what's that game sheriff of nottingham sheriff of nottingham uh a little dead by daylight bunch of other stuff uh happening tomorrow so please tune in tomorrow uh thanks for all the support today it has been wonderful to have raised all this money for national network of abortion funds so far shout outs to uh kato you've done wonderful work today like this has been a really good day of streaming like a lot of work has gone in for what they've done, what Ren has done, to, and, and other folks we've had supporting us to allow this stuff to happen. Alex, thank you for coming by. Thank you for having um,
3: me. And I'm glad. And Natalie was here, she made sure, like she said there were too many characters in the quarry, and she fixed that situation. Yeah, she, she, <laughs> she, <laughs> Good work, Natalie. She
1: said, uh, well, This is too confusing. Can I, can I ask, okay, so in the sequence of the, uh, in the quarry where it's Emma, right? Yeah. Um, and she is off on the island. Jacob has, has left her mm-hmm. and she can look in a bag or she can open a trapdoor. Do you remember this sequence? I remember the sequence. Did you open the bag? I think we opened the bag. We did not open the bag. Okay. And then Emma died. That's
3: so Natalie fourth dimensional chest herself in the real thinking like the trapdoor has obviously got a monster behind it. But they would not think that someone would just open the trapdoor. And so that would be the safe move because it'd be so unexpected.
0: Oh, also, the not character how was works. the character was eulogizing herself. That was very
1: like, funny. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's going to do it for Save Point Day One. We got two more days to go. Thanks everyone for tuning in. We will be back tomorrow, <laughs> Cato, They yeah. have changed the goal to sixty thousand five hundred forty-five and sixty-nine cents. All I ask is that when we come back tomorrow at ten a.m. It does not have to be at 60000 Oh, that would be delightful. It just has to be at 0. .69. Just yes. do that for me. Only dollar amounts. If no it's sense. not, if it's not, when we get here at 10 a.m. or like 10 10.10, or 5, 10, 10, sometimes 5, 10 minutes later, I have already downloaded Saw, the video game, onto that machine. Oh, no. I hacked the oh. PS2 again. Oh. If that is not $0.69, cents, we will start this stream he with Saw, the video creating, game.
3: creating, like, he oh. keeps... Oh like, making bits where, like, Saw's just going to happen. We have to keep pretending like, oh boy, I hope that doesn't happen. but It's just going to happen. It's just going to happen. God,
1: we never got into you being the sports video game reviewer, which is, like, such a unique role in the video game industry. We'll have to have Alex on another time to talk I'll about that. I'll be happy to. <sighs> Until then, fuck capitalism, go home, support the National Network of Abortion Funds. Goodbye.
0: the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Welcome
1: to Around the Point, the waypoint debate show where you, the community, send in your questions for us to debate and also donate money to the National Network of Abortion Funds. Uh, we're like, we've already raised like almost $20,000. It's really nice, like during this segment, we got two twenty thousand $20,000, but also while we do that, Kato, here's our first topic from the community. Alice DeVar. <laughs> 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 Al Savarro is here to debate with Rob Zachney.
4: Yes, I am here. Hello. I'm here to talk. Hi. Topic number one. I wish I had flashcards.
1: Overground or under? Who could say Alex? Pro-under, pro-overground, underground,
3: Rob, pro-overground, what say you? Uh, who wants to start? Rob? Look, I like being above things. I like being above the earth. I go <laughs> overground. The thing is, the underground is where all the cool shit comes from. Bostonian, like oh. someone from Boston. I should have expected that from the likes of you. You were tainted by your association with that place. Up in northern Massachusetts, we don't have an underground. We live above the ground. I'm from California. You were, you were <laughs> in Boston for a minute, though. Like a year and a half, yeah, I guess. Is that short? Yeah. You carry yourself like a Bostonian.
4: That's the meanest thing anyone's ever said to me. I know.
1: Ding ding ding
2: ding.
1: <laughs> <laughs> What's next? Uh, Alex Patrick. All right, next up. Uh, yeah, oh, I'm hearing in my ear is Alex and Patrick. What's the topic? VAR, good or bad? Who could say?
3: What's VAR? What the? Fuck? Oh, that's the audio thing, right? No. Oh. Nope. Did VAR? What is it good for? What are we talking? It's instant replay in in soccer. Oh, it's soccer. That sucks. <laughs> On to the next hey, topic. I you know, were
4: good! I you know. were good! <laughs> On to the next I don't topic. care. I'm telling the truth here. I'm
1: a truth teller. Settle. Settle. On to the next topic. We're, we're, you know, we don't need a whole minute. Kyle, what's up next?
3: Star Wars. It's the myth for our time. Like, the Civil War has no lessons for us today. Oh,
1: why did I get the Civil War? But the Civil War, I mean, better... Uh, I don't <laughs> like better, and so like a lot of bad things happen, but like on the scale- oh, on the like scale, the liberation of an enslaved people? On the scale of death, Star Wars, whole planets gone. Civil War, not a whole planet, so like better? Not
3: sure what we mean by the better. The stakes of our present crisis are planetar- planetary. Get with the moment. Star Wars. <laughs>
1: All right, next topic. Rob beat
3: me. I was taken aback by giving Civil
4: War. Hold
2: on. Sorry. I thought you were going to go full minute on no.
4: this. No. <laughs> no. You're asking a lot of us here. <laughs> uh, here we go. Patrick Alex. got stun locked. It's true. <laughs> this is the part they don't show you on ESPN. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what do we got? Me next Rob? Time. Okay. Alex, Rob. What? Hot, uh, 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 hot or cold? Oh, hot, baby, hot. Got to get you. Do you like being cold? Do you like being frozen to your bone? Absolutely absolutely not. What you like is warmth. We are warm-blooded creatures. We are not snakes.
3: We come from the cold. The cold is the truth that awaits us. We must embrace the cold. Also, you don't have to put on the sweater. Snakes. They should be crushed.
4: <laughs> All
1: right. I uh, take a break. This is uh, 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 Around the Point is brought to you by DraftKings. Like, we, uh, uh, $100 up to a
4: $300 match if you have a problem. Only bet what you can afford to lose. <laughs> Please don't gamble on this, for God's sakes. Ready? Yeah. Uh, uh, the, That's um, not how you spell Werner Herzog. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Uh, is, <laughs> I'm, is, sorry, it's I'm sorry, i is Herzog you forgot is he Yakko, Wacko, it's Dot, like, and Laura and Herzog? <laughs>
1: uh, uh, John Boyce is a documentarian of our time, uh, is able to translate uh, the impenetrable, often impenetrable rules of sports to the broader populace to explain to them what is interesting about watching people who we cannot relate to physically, mentally, mm-hmm. egotistically, mm-hmm. These, these, these giants of our age. Yeah. And then also, like, taking a bad team, making them seem interesting. John Boyce is just, every time I click, I hit play, I watch it. But can, also,
4: Warner, Warner, Warner Her- Her- Herzog has a
1: pair. Can,
3: can Warner Herzog take Bama to another title? I don't know. <laughs> Here's the thing, though.
4: You make some really salient points, and I agree with you on a lot of them. Here's the thing. Werner Herzog got shot during a goddamn segment and kept rolling. Do you think John Boyce could wrangle Klaus Kinski? Too much of a coward to show us that guy getting mauled by the bear, though. He protected us.
1: <laughs> John Boyce doesn't protect me from, like, from, from finding a very bad team interesting. John Boyce is out here making sure I understand how sports works.
4: Yeah, I know it was from a BB gun, okay? And you know what? If you shot John Boyce with a BB gun, he would cry. Next. Berner did not cry. Next topic. Jiff or <clears throat> Gif. Who could say <laughs> Rob... I don't know who's on which side I'm here. I'm really... <laughs>
0: you
4: have to pick one.
1: I'm doing uh, GIF. Make your case. It's how people say it. Language is not about what is written down by the people who made up the word. It is, it is by the people and how they adopt it, how they deploy it, how it's culturally uh, assimilated into the world.
3: And that's what GIF is. Fuck GIF. The person who created the file format embraced GIF. It is, it is an acronym, it is G-I-F, GIF is perfectly accessible, uh, acceptable. The Great Paul says, it's graphics, not Jaffix. Why shouldn't it be, though? Don't mm-hmm. answer that, that's on
1: the
4: next show.
0: Next topic, Kato! <laughs>
4: <laughs> I am the wrong, you, you've gotta reverse this. <laughs> you gotta reverse this one. This is the wrong. Kato, are you able to just flip it in a very way? I literally wore way. shorts on QVC they're, they're, one time. <laughs> What? I did. QVC I did is what
3: I'm thinking of, right? Yeah, the home shopping network. Yeah. yeah. No, I wore shorts. Sorry, Joan Rivers remarked upon them. Why are we on QVC?
4: Beatles rock band. You don't know about this? This is like a very famous moment in Alex. Anyway, history. shorts are like pants, except you can your legs can breathe.
3: Oh, it's, it got flipped. Thank God. Okay. <laughs> Look, uh, sometimes there's a point in your life when you have to put on your big boy pants, and they're called pants, not shorts. Short pants are pants for children. Adults wear pants. See, I don't agree with that. Big boy pants still implies boy. Adults wear shorts because they understand leisure. (laughs) You can be perfectly comfortable in a nice, comfy pair of pants. Witness, sweatpants.
4: Yeah, if you want to live in a leg prison. <laughs> <laughs> Next topic, Kato. Uh, you, hold on one second. Sorry, this one was a long
0: one.
3: Oh boy. Oh god.
0: <laughs> it's fine. Fine. God damn it. <laughs>
2: You, you the fighter points of leg prisons? Jorts, jorts
3: and cutoffs. Yes. <laughs> Which uh, <laughs> it's bamboo grass, You <laughs> can say. It? Uh,
1: I, 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 um...
4: <laughs> well, you, it says right there what you're supposed to no, agree it's, to, no, so. It's, no, it's
1: tree. Uh, I mean, like, look, gra- <laughs> like, grass is short. Now, Grant, uh-huh. I guess, I guess uh, grass could get taller and then be qualified as bamboo. Uh, bamboo seems like it'd be thicker, um, but uh, I, like, at a certain point, like if grass got tall enough, I, I feel it's disqualified from being grass. Does that help my argument on is bamboo grass? No, but I did say a couple things about grass for a couple of minutes. On a debate show, it doesn't matter what you say. You just fill that time, and then you pass it off to the other person.
4: I, I, I always thought bamboo was a tree. Damn. Wow. I guess no, that's it's a tree. win. Got I guess that's topic. over. I, just, I, don't, I don't even know how to argue against that. I don't know what grass is.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it is evident, if you're talking about what is the op- opposite of fire, what is fire's natural enemy? It's mortal enemy, it is water. Not the absence of fire, it is water. Is, <laughs> is this like a Schrodinger's fire
4: thing? <laughs> Does the fire exist and not exist at the same time?
1: It's true, if my hand burns, the fire is there. If my hand does not burn, there is
3: no fire. No, it's because water got there first. Next topic. <laughs> I think he's right.
1: Uh, We're really making kind of work overdrive. No, I know this You're is, is this is forward. tough. You can uh, you can't the audience can't hear all the clicking. Oh come
4: on! <laughs> really? All not right, fine. Movie, I'll give not this a the shot. Movie series, the con- The concept. The concept. The concept of the no, I know what it means. <laughs> I don't know, man. Sometimes you just gotta do some murders. I don't fucking know.
3: I think it is highly irresponsible to base your entire concept of society on making it legal for one night only to execute whatever depraved desires you have every... (laughs) (laughs) You've been keeping bottled up inside. You're right.
4: It should be legal year round. Fuck it. I don't know. (laughs) That's. Controller versus mouse and keyboard. Who can say? Controllers are ergonomic. They fit in your hand nicely. Fuck a mouse, fuck keyboards. Damn.
3: I play shooters. I like to win. Mouse and keyboard. You play garbage for nerds. <laughs> Put a controller in your hand. It feels nice. Plastic molded to the shape of your hand. They know what they're doing. Keyboards are for fucking typists. You can make a keyboard feel like anything. Let me tell you about the amazing world of mechanical keyboards. Is there any equivalent for controllers? No. Sometimes you'll try to build
1: one for the better part of a year.
3: But also there are places you can just order mechanical (laughs) keyboards that are to your liking. You know what else you can order? Controllers. They feel good. They're not mechanical. I mean, they kind of
4: are, but they're not the same. It's fine. They got sticks. Damn, good point. Next topic.
1: RTS versus TV. Real-time
3: strategy game versus the Turner Broadcasting System, (laughs) actually. It's it's a very abstruse comparison. Uh, Is it, though? I'm mad I I didn't get this one. You're
4: just... uh, Alex, take it away. The Superstation! Everything starts on the 5 and the 35. It's beautiful! You want to watch some Braves baseball? Of course you
3: don't, but you can! Who would watch Braves baseball when you can watch StarCraft? The (laughs) game of kings, of gods among us. It is the e of the future. In 20 years time, nobody's going to be watching baseball, but everyone's going to be watching Brood War, <laughs> book it. No, you're pretty right. You're actually right about that. Fuck baseball, but here's the thing. TNT Rampage, it's
4: fucking beautiful. AEW, it's all elite. I don't know.
3: of click. Yeah. Go home? I'm tired. I know, but I'm just, I, you have to keep yelling. Wait. Yeah. Wait, was this segment dependent on kato-typing? T- yes, it was. <laughs> no! No! <laughs> Abort! Uh, Abort! Oh, here we go. Well, oh, here we go. Well, that's what we're
4: we trying go. to do. We're
1: raising money for the National Network of Abortion Funds. Yes, so, we are. if, if you've enjoyed this segment, start don't. It's like, start donate. donating. We will miss- yell about whatever you want We you donate. The, we
4: missed the 33 segment. Yeah. Donate now. We'll read those things. Donate on the 35. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Superstation, what? Ultra wide monitor? Yeah, it's one monitor. There's no divot in the screens. That's great. It's oh. big. It's around you. I love it.
3: It's like a UT monitor. What the hell is a UT monitor? A dual monitor. dual monitor. Dual monitors. Flexible. Better for streaming. You can put one thing full screen, which games understand. They don't understand to create the right size window on an ultra-wide, but everyone understands dual monitors. Plus, you can divide them. You can have one over on your right, one over on your left, and look through the middle at some sort of beautiful piece of art. Or a blank wall. The world's your oyster with dual monitors, and they're the little clamshell that opens up to reveal it. You know what
4: takes up resources on your computer? Having to plug in two goddamn monitors. Plug in one at a time. One <laughs> monitor, one wide monitor goes around your face. How wide your monitor, it go- when it sits around your face, it's around your face.
1: Next topic.
2: I think we're almost done. <laughs> yeah, it's second to
3: last. Okay. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I
1: can't believe I need you defend. <laughs> to remind oh, yourself. Here we go. Oh, Jesus
3: Christ.
4: <laughs> oh, come
3: well, on. This will, be,
1: this will go well. Look, are the Carolina Panthers a- any good? No. Uh, is a is a Panther... Okay,
2: is that a, a tank? tank?
1: That's a tank. That's a tank. tank. Uh, look, but honestly... The Panthers are tanking. Imagine a tank. Much like yes, the, right, there the we Panther go. tank is tanking, <clears throat> out there doing its thing, knows it's a tank, being a tank, out there saying... Uh, Sherman, I'm, uh, P is before S in the ALF, about, uh, thus I win.
3: Look, the Sherman tank was, like, revolutionary for its time. It served credibly in all theaters, in all terrain, and there were thousands and thousands of them. Panthers took forever. They broke down all the time. Shermans, you could repair them. Of course, sometimes you had to wash a burned-up crew out of them, but you could repair them afterwards and put new people in. And that's what made the Sherman tank, and that's what helped America win the war. That and a lot of Soviet troops.
1: When you think about the words Panther and Sherman, which one sounds sexier? Panther, Sherman, Panther, Sherman.
4: I think a panther's sexy. Okay, but what about TV's uh, The Critic, Jay Sherman? (laughs) Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah, I'd fuck him. Oh, All right, well, that's the end of that segment. Uh,
1: you're welcome, Natalie Watson. Who had the strong take of Ann Sandler is surprisingly sexy earlier. All right, He's not gonna... an unhandsome
4: man. I don't know. I ain't too good for it. Ah.
1: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. All right, let's, let's move our chairs over to a, a more enjoyable t- format. Okay.
3: We're
4: going we're gonna to stretch around
1: the table here. We're going we're right. to move around the table. Let's return to a
3: format we understand.
4: <laughs> all right, let's do an actual podcast. How about that? That
1: was That, that, was, that, that was, was a lot of fun.
4: That, you, uh,
1: thank you Evan, for being a good sport. I thing. was
4: trying to avoid just just launching into a Stephen A. Smith impression, and that is what came out. Apparently knife show is what came out. So here we are.
1: Uh, all right, well, uh, now... Hold on, let me get my cord. Now we are serious. Podcasters. Properly. Uh, yeah, okay. So, uh, we. We'll, uh, I don't Well, that, that'll that probably still work in an audio format. Maybe we'll put it at the end of the podcast uh, if people want to listen uh, to that. But uh, yeah, now we're going to actually
4: uh, record. Oh, and shout out to everyone. you ever- showing off your kicks there. Look at everyone looking at your sneakers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're nice. They're yeah, really they nice. Are they really are nice.
3: very nice. Where did you get those? Um, that one was the goat goat yeah it's the are the you just saying market? words no it's the aftermarket like clearinghouse for okay. like, oh, like, okay. like okay. sneakers
1: um it sucks all right <laughs> uh, shout out to the community for sending in uh, we we pulled all those uh, well except for the adam sandler one i added that the last second as i as it, as it came to me but all the Weibo community submitted a bunch of uh those topics uh that was uh delightful uh and we appreciate everyone being patient as we figured out how to yell louder increasingly <laughs> over time um, and I just realized that Rob and Alex are really good at it and probably just should, should have just had them do it the entire time. Um, You're good so-
4: at it, too. Don't sell yourself short. <laughs> Come on, now. You're a good yeller. You got uh, some screwballs that yeah. were tough to chase.
1: The, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I also I picked that, so that's my own un- <clears throat> undoing. So, uh, okay. All right. Well, let's. Uh, we're, so we're going to do a podcast. We're going to do the new uh, uh, sports. Uh, pod- Is this episode four? I think it's episode four.